Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. With all these fucking video games uh, just, you know, happening, uh, I've kind of taken it upon myself. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I've been, I've been toying around with the idea. I think I only told Andrew about it, but um, I've been toying around the idea of just like doing a, uh, a dip into sensory deprivation. I feel like that'll be the ultimate palate cleanser between March, GDC, and PAX East, which is like a fucking week and a half away. So. Like what? Where you like just like bury your head in like water or something? You're you're putting this tank in. It's completely dark, and yeah, you're completely submerged in water. I think you're given like a breathing apparatus and everything, and you just float. Like it's kind of like you're an embryo, and you just float in this little like egg of water. It and sounds kind of creepy, just a bit. Well, just a little bit. You're you're put in there for an hour, and there's like nothing. There's literally nothing but that. So like it's it's basically supposed to like be a completely mental cleanse. I know, and and it's weird because like you guys are like the very, one of the few that I've talked to about, but the few that I've kind of like come to this decision because I've already scheduled an appointment. I'm doing this right after PAX because I feel like I'm just gonna need it. Um, you know, the few that I have talked to about this locally, it's just kind of remind me that I, I think I, I don't I, I need to move. Like I'm I'm just that I've become that cynical. Like asshole who who just has like nothing relatable with the people around him anymore because like more often than not when two out of the three people that you've confided this desire to uh, suggest how shitty that would be because you couldn't masturbate if you wanted to like it's like they completely defeated the purpose of like my desires or or what I'm trying to achieve in this so I mean I mean I mean you're you're in a tank that's probably closed I imagine I have a lid on it. No yeah. one can see you. I mean, if you're fine with just floating in your own your own little Georgies, I mean, <laughs> have at it. Man. Like, I mean, that would be completely fine if in, in my book. I'm just saying. I just I wouldn't want to turn my you know my cleansing deprivation tank into a snow globe. First off, secondly, like... <laughs> you're becoming you're becoming one with yourself, George. So you got to become one with all of yourself. That's all I'm saying. Just, Dude, just feel them, feel them wiggle all over your skin. God, Jesus, that's Templar <laughs> shit. I don't, I, don't, I don't need any of that. It's just like I don't know. It, and it's, um, you know, at least you guys kind of had a, a, a bit more of a mature response to it. But it's, it's very enticing. I feel like I, I'm so saturated within like the ongoings of of everything because I'm so connected, especially within something so fast moving as video games it's just nerd culture period just fuck man anything in regards to like 
like holy shit uh fuck i don't even remember his name i believe lorenzo simpton jr the creator of the 1960s batman show he just died today it was really sad and i didn't even get a chance to tweet about it but i feel really bad about it but that's just because there's i don't know there's just so much going on i feel like if i i don't want like that men in black mind wipe shit but if i like do something that kind of just like uh stunts me a bit for an hour which will more than likely feel a lot longer than an hour then you know i'll be good and uh it's funny i actually got a group of friends who uh are totally for the idea for all the right reasons uh, they'll probably come with me it's not really like a group activity but it's nice you know it's my first time doing it i guess they've already done it and they they fucking love it it's uh, apparently it's a uh, it's like this artificial do-over, and you don't even realize it. It's a bit steep for the price, though. It's fifty bucks, so. Well, it was it's less than I thought it would be. And you just like fill like a bathtub up and just put like a piece of cardboard over top of it. I, you know, I feel like it wouldn't be the same because I'm at home. <laughs> you hear the you hear the neighbors through the tub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I I mean. If somebody feels like they can do it for cheaper and they can just come and kidnap me and do that to me for like an hour, then like, you know, more power to you. I'd be traumatized but somewhat thankful. I can do it for you. It's just I'm not going to supply a breathing apparatus of any type. I'll just keep that in mind. Oof. Well, mm. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have to object to that. I feel like that doesn't that doesn't serve anyone's interests really. Mhm. Nope. You don't, I don't think you'd know what to do without me, James. <laughs> but anyway. We're, we're just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Moving along. Um, but hey, a real quick shout out before we move this along. Speaking of which, fucking Sunken Treasures games. They made a little sunken little treasure. A little, a little Sarah. A little Aaron. They made a little baby. Is a baby boy, I believe. Yeah, it's a baby. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got a 50-50 chance of not fucking that up. And I don't feel like going on Facebook to make absolute sure. But yeah, they made a baby. And it's adorable. <laughs> and if you guys can all go over to their website and give them kudos, or just look them up on Facebook and give them all the, all the adoration and the adorable comments that you can think of, you should do that. Because yeah. especially... This is the year of the baby, man. I swear. All of my friends are having babies this year, too. It's crazy. I, I know. There's a lot of people ironing out their little, uh, their teens. And, oh, man. And it's funny because, like, it's funny that, you know, half of them are totally about it. And then they're just blasting the the situation on, on every type of social outlet they can. And the others are not so much. They're very covert. And, it, and it's weird because the ones that are being covert are the ones I really give a shit about. The other one's not so much. If that makes me a bad person, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, yeah, man. Ah, oh, just baby making. It makes me feel old, but uh, it's like, at the same time, it makes me feel like I want to cry. I'm, I'm that guy that cries at weddings. It's just, ugh. Anyway. But that's neither here or there. We, we got video games to talk about, fellas. Um, I don't play video games. Yep. I'm sorry. Damn games. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry that you've come to the wrong podcast then, James. But I've, I've, I've decided to specifically play old penny arcade games. Um, I just like to put in pennies 
and peep at um, uh, women reading books. That's my new uh, favorite pastime. Oh, you and your damn Nickelodeons. I know, all, man. All so insensitive and just not so ripe for this land and this world or time. You got a huge collection built in the basement, man. Come <laughs> on over. Yeah, sure. Be, I'll be. Your, will, will you, can I be your guest? That is, you can be my guest. I'll put our. I'll put my service to the test, man. Oh, good. Glad. No, hey, we're talking about the content of video games and whether or not content should be measured by length or substance. I mean, it's kind of an age-old topic, and we've we've treaded it before in in light speak of past uh, shows, but. I don't think it's hit harder than anything within a particular release that's kind of caught a lot of attention towards the subject. I feel like we should shed some light on it. So, um, some shedding we shall do. All right, let's start the show. Let's uh, go ahead and ring in that little theme. Theme. Welcome to Press Pause Radio, episode 84. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything really special about the number 84, other than the fact that I think you get to eat for free at Hometown Buffet, which is really (laughs) nothing but a loss, if you think about it. Uh, Old Hometown Buffet really does, it just tastes like old people. It tastes like, it's like old people feeding old people. That sounds like everything I don't want. Is the food made of old people? Yeah, that's it's 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 got some like fucking soylent green shit going on. I was gonna say oh, okay. soylent soylent aged. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's I think it's soylent green meets Inception because it's old people serving old people eating old people made from old people. That's kind of crazy. Well, yeah. wait, you guys have never <laughs> been to hometown buffet? I, I, have I not. do not. I have not gotten my AARP card, so I cannot go in. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, no, it's it's that place is old people place to the max. It's fucking like every other square inch of wall is covered up by a Norman Rockwell painting. Uh, fucking, let's see. Uh, God, I don't even know what kind of music's really playing in the background, to be honest. But it's uh definitely something that would fit right at home with like black and white picture film. Um, and if you can resemble what you might assume would look like chicken skin, that's like on the side of everything, but it's, I can most assuredly tell you it is not chicken skin. That is gross. And I think instead of sprinkles, they just give you Tums to put on your ice cream. I'm not, Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Nip nip that in the blood, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck Um, that place. I'm not hungry anymore. Thanks guys. Oh, great. I'm glad. Hey, I'm George. So we got that out of the way. I'm one of your hosts tonight. Uh, with me to my left, we have Sarah. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi. Hi. How's it going? Not much. T- uh, tell me a little bit about your Saturday. What's going on? What's what's special? What's neat? What's neat with my Saturday? What happened on Saturday? Today is Saturday. Yeah. I'm working on Bullet Heaven and shit. Oh. 
Oh, and you're close. You're you're closing on uh, episode 100, aren't you? It's true. This is good. I you know Actually, I bought I, I, the two that I'm doing right now. It's I, I'm releasing two on the same stupid day because I'm like that. Um, New media actually hooked us up with a bunch of uh, of indie stuff, so I'm like ah, right right in time for 100, right? But uh, but yeah, um, it sort of throws off a couple of plans, but I, I'm going to recover with some interesting stuff. Not not that this isn't interesting, but uh, there was supposed to be some big build up to 100 that just isn't happening now. <laughs> as long as it's out. And oh, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's going to happen. Actually, these are games that people should check out because they're affordable and available. And uh, it's pretty good stuff. You can find that on my OkCupid profile. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, is that the set? I, so I. Man, so I went back on OkCupid, and I'm already thinking about leaving. I just, I just, I don't know. It's more like, okay, stupid. You don't, I I just feel like there's some tacit taboos that you don't, you know, that you just don't do. And I don't know, man. I Not only that, when I was talking about earlier where I feel like, I'm that jaded guy that's just not really happy with the with the crowd that he surrounds himself in at the moment, but because he really has no choice. You know that fucking really that applies to okay Cupid too, and and it and it sucks. But anyway, yeah, just I don't know, stupid venting I could assume. But you guys don't have to give a shit about that because you're married. You should really try uh, FarmersOnly.com. I was thinking about it because <laughs> no, because I'm rocking the Amish thing. So if I just if I just take a picture where I'm wearing nothing but suspenders and I've got like uh shit um not n- wheat yeah if I just have some wheat sticking out like if I just if I just rock it real stupid stereotype just a real stupid prolific stereotype I can only assume that I might hit some sort of gold that that will turn into a future story on Pressbox Radio or christianmingle.com you know, I thought about Christian Mingle too, but I don't know if I can live with myself getting getting that deep on the lie. Um, Blackpeoplemeet.com. Oh, but dude, what about plenty of fish? Oh, uh, yeah. Hot or not, just go to hotornot.com and just see what happens. I think I should just okay. keep it real, real simple, and just, just stick with Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, in. I've already explained misconnections being like my like my hidden. I have. I remember talking about this. You know, I'm I'm sort. I I kind of want to like if I ever hit that point, I think I'll falsely respond to a misconnection. Um, just just so that like I can at least, if not first get called out, end up being one of those um. Tom Hank buddy comedy mix up romances to where like, I, I don't know again, just more stories, more fodder for this nonsense. But James, it, it's good to hear your voice, man. You haven't yeah. been on for a while. Yeah. I'm back bitches. <laughs> yeah. So he, he could get rid of me, but no, no, it just can't be done. You're the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the podcast. That's for sure. You went on, you did your thing. You weren't very good at it and you came back. Yeah, doing what you would you do best? And that's why uh, I closed down half the schools in Rhode Island. So, 
um, oh, they're man. they're they're kind of fucked for a while. So good thing I got out of that. Now I'm back to podcasting. My fourth or fifth true love. So we're good to go. He's not he's not fooling, ladies and gentlemen. It's on his uh, it's fuck, man. I can't even. It's on mychristianmingle.com. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to go Christian Mingle. Jesus Christ, I was going to go... Oh, fuck. Now I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> it's stupid social network, that professional one that involves job swapping. I have one, too, and I don't... <laughs> LinkedIn? LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. It's on your yeah. LinkedIn. There we go. It's, it just goes to show, like, how LinkedIn I am. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. That was oh, Sarah, Sarah Caliber right there. Jesus. Let's uh let's go ahead and get this fucking pony show on the road. got some news what's in your console and uh you know just round off this track real nice and swell we got the select uh no no select feedback actually we got the topic see i fucking psyched you so uh we're we're skipping select feedback um we may have one more show after this before i go to pax uh but yeah we're gonna have some special videos coming up as well and uh i'll be going to pax with uh such Awesome folks as Balzarog, Rob Rich, Marty Silva. I'll be meeting up with Bob Mackey. And fuck, man. Uh, I think the Terrible Friends crew, uh, depending on what Seth Macy let me know about. So maybe, I, I don't know. There, there's, a, there's a lot of fucking people going. So we're trying to, you know, organize something nice, fun, and swell. Uh, maybe another nice little slap and tickle like we did over at... Uh, Pax Prime, which man, that fucking slap and tickle was great. That that episode, not so much. We all got disgustingly drunk. That probably was one of our worst podcasts ever. So uh, definitely, we'll know not to do that one. Hopefully. However, uh, getting back to the present, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get with the news, man. Let's get some get some newsy news. Bring it on. So. You guys at GDC, and I mean, you heard you, you you read me writing about it. You heard me sooning over it, and I can and like I already pre-ordered it. I still haven't canceled it because I I want to hold out on some faith that Palmer Lucky and his Reddit comments like hold some sort of truth to them, and yet like I can't shake that they're in the too good to be true territory, or I feel like there's something that is still a little bit more ominous than. Uh, aside from like you know all, all the vitriol and toxicity uh, that isn't founded, but yeah, fucking like my new favorite thing to happen this year has been purchased uh, by Facebook for two bill, two billion. Um, and I know we recorded yeah. about the Oculus too, and you guys weren't really sold on it, but if you guys could only fucking played what they had at uh, GDC like I did, man, like the dev kit too. It's good. Like the Dev Kid Two, I, I feel is worthy of impressing even you, James. Like, I mean, it's there. I've I've heard more and more about it, 
and then I was starting to kind of turn the corner on it, but then this news came out, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. Well, nope. Nope. At least, at least, unless, unless, unless they come out and they like, unless they just gave them money to produce it. I mean, there's still people who are leaving other companies and going to that company. So, I mean, anything can happen with it. But I just don't trust Facebook as a company for the most part. I mean, that's the big downside to this. And see, like, Palmer Lucky made it, like, uh, one of the co-founders. And uh, I believe the existing, the, like, the cur- cu- currently, the present CEO, uh, he went on at great lengths over at the subreddit and games uh, on behalf of Oculus and, like, basically did like uh an ama uh towards the subject and he insisted several times that this won't affect any of the grand uh scope of the oculus and its objective i mean the oculus is still going to be just about games uh you're not gonna have to sync or otherwise link a facebook account nor will you even require one to enjoy using the oculus and it's still you know it's status quo now he did say that could be subject to change in the future but not in the immediate future so like i don't you know what i mean that's the caveat that i don't like, know i think i think that could be subject to, ch- to change in the future is code for that will inevitably happen in the future <laughs> could you I imagine just, like seeing other people in the oculus rift and going up to, and poking them Jesus. <laughs> just, just wait until they they patent some sort of suit so that's just haptic feedback when it actually happens mm-hmm. poke them in the nipple or something like that dang that right. was highly inappropriate now, now i'm really am interested in this thing you guys i just <laughs> uh i mean like i i understand that this went from like a long way from being some like lawnmower man shit to like a a an actual thing that that has a real future in it but like i i really don't think it has a whole lot of social applications i don't think it has a lot of gaming applications within the social realm i mean and the stuff that they've already done with it as far as eva e valkyrie which was amazing like i can't go on and on about it and and to be honest like I, I haven't gotten a whole lot of time not where i was comfortable about writing about it at gdc which is why there isn't a piece and whatnot, but I also wholeheartedly believe, and you don't hear me saying it often, but I I believe the Morpheus is, or the Oculus is superior to the Morpheus, which, you know, that, that, that's supposed to be on a Sony market. And now we've got, and you know, there were some other third-party uh, VR sets that I didn't bother checking just because I didn't feel like it had the support, nor did it have, like, the leeway to really break in the way these uh, other specific entities have. But, I mean, then we've got the Totem, which is going to be a third-party licensed VR headset that's going to work for the PlayStation 4 uh, and the PC and, uh, rumoredly, even the Xbox One. I mean, the tech is there. It's dependent on how it's utilized and facilitated is is my concern. But, I don't know. It's weird, too, because, like like I said, I, I pre-ordered the dev kit, too. I'm still on board with it. I can't. I don't have the heart to cancel it if I know that I can already get access to what I've played and messed around with it more. But I, I, I just don't want to feel like I'm on a sinking ship. But what do you guys... How do you guys feel about the whole Kickstarter aspect of it? Like, people invested, like, over 250K 
into the project. I mean, and all those people got their dev kit ones. I mean, it's really, I don't feel like people who kickstarted it got cheated. But apparently everybody's demanding a refund. Uh, well, I mean, it kind of it kind of did, though. I mean, like, when, when you think of it, it, it sort of is sort of cheating them out of it because, okay, they they paid in $250,000. And then what does Facebook do? They come in and buy it for $2 billion, And then what? Like, they, they could have bought the tech for $2 billion anyway. Well, I think I, I don't feel like they got cheated. I'm on George. I'm actually on George's side on this one. I don't think that they got cheated. I mean, they're not part. Maybe they feel like they were part of the company because they got it up and off the ground. Maybe they feel like they should have been given something for it. But I mean, they pretty much just purchased a product and they helped and they, get the product up and off the ground. I mean, so they should just be happy that that happened. They shouldn't feel like they have to get something in return because the, the, I mean, the Oculus has done a good job in getting the interest of other companies. So, I mean, yeah. And, and you know, and those kick and the people who did kickstart it really do have a hand in it. It's just that more and more. And like, I, I think I'm, I'm slowly just though the verbiage isn't there. It's not, it's not the strict nomenclature. I mean, people just need to come to understand that especially with the applications involved with Kickstarter and a lot of the companies, even bigger companies like Atlas and Sega and others considering the outlet of Kickstarter, just to, you know, gauge, like, you know, consumer interest. I mean, if it's it's crowdsourced, it's way less of a loss to them. It, it, it More than anything, you know, both parties win. Kickstarter is ultimately just, you know, a, a glorified donation drive. I mean, that's all it is. You're not in, you're not investing. You're not purchasing right within the company. I mean, you help bring this product off the ground. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot of consumer entitlement towards that. I mean, if you get your product, you get your product. You don't... I don't feel like people who, you know, pitched in in that Kickstarter have an exact say as far as where what direction the company goes i mean now it sucks because that's not that you know that's not where they wanted their donation to go but i mean it's a risk this is a it's a capitalist venture you're fucking putting in your little piece and then you get to see whatever happens to it whether it gets to come off the ground or not and if it does come off the ground i mean you're you're subject to whatever consequence or whatever fate uh that company you know pursues i mean that's it's just a fucking reality of it it could have been worse man it could have been bought by ea or activision so deal with it yeah (laughs) and i I, at this point i don't think it would really matter who bought it just Mm -hmm. because you know the everybody that did look towards um did look towards oculus i mean and i i said it you know myself my real concern is that the, the open source nature and the the potential of Oculus and the app, the amount of applications that can utilize it and you know be a part of it it now feels like it has the unfortunate uh, you know little I, I, I wouldn't say stigma but it has this uh, particular little condition that's hanging over like this albatross almost if you will that. It's sooner or later, it's going, you know, the potential or whatever the Oculus can be applied to uh, will only fall in line with Facebook's interests. 
and and that's what Palmer's trying to say of like, no, that's not the fucking case. Uh, you know, it's it's business as usual. I mean, more and more, if anything, we're attracting more developers. And it's weird because a lot of developers have also fallen out of favor with it, like Notch. But, you know, if I can be frank, I think Notch has just fallen out of it for all the, the dumbest reasons. Like, I, it wasn't even like the business practices or like, you know, Facebook as far as the way it composes itself. He just finds the social network creepy. And that 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 that's what dictated his decision. I, I don't even know what that means. I don't think a lot of people do. It's just that it's not so it's fucking gospel, which bugs me. Um, but yeah, I mean that was definitely a pretty strong blow. Yeah, yeah, definitely Notch is a big loss because that game would have that game itself would have sold Oculus Rift to people. I al- al- almost almost instantly that game is insanely popular at this point in time it would have sold oculus rift to regular people not just not just tech nerds yeah at this point i mean minecraft is no longer this uh insert my minecraft is a cultural phenomenon i mean it's synonymous with people who think of video games at this point uh it's basically it's like the kid-friendly call of duty almost like every Mm -hmm. other every other parent's kid is playing this I mean, every other day I'm seeing a creeper or I'm seeing Steve or I'm seeing some other glorified piece of merch. They sell I mean, shit a hot topic for crying out loud. Come on now. Dude, it's at fucking Target. And Toys R Us. Yeah, like my, Minecraft is everywhere. And like, you know, and, I, and I'm okay with that shit. I'm, I'm fucking waiting on Minecraft to come out on Xbox One. I'm, I'm waiting for that extra RAM. I'm still... You know, toying around with it on PC every now and again. I just I don't have the time or investment that most people do, and with all the fucking games that we play. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm still I I kind of you know want to hop on this camp that it's a good thing. I mean, ultimately, if this helps bolster and spread production, if this helps network or otherwise secure like interests or partnerships with developers that otherwise didn't have access to. You know, then great. But other than that, like, I just feel like it has the potential to be a disaster. Well, this, but this does guarantee one thing. It guarantees that it's not going to be vaporware. It's not going to just up and disappear one day because they lost, they lost funding and couldn't, they've got plenty of funding now. So they're good to go. It'll come out as a retail release at some point. That's guaranteed. Whether it's good or not, that or whether it is what everyone had hoped for, that's a whole nother story. Well, I mean, there's John Carmack. There's uh, who's the dude that left Valve? He went to be like one of the lead scientists. But I mean, if anything, like since the purchase, it's only gathered more talent, and like they can pay for that talent. Like, and they're only like Palmer Lucky saying, like, dude, we're we're only seeking more people. We're only like, if and to be honest, like they promised to improve what they had with the dev kit too, dude. And like, like I said, they made a believer out of me if you like if i could only just have you guys sit down and experience valkyrie i, I just want to i would want to see like the dumb smile that just appears on james face and then slowly see him get sick just because the motion is all too real like fucking i god damn dude it's so good and and like it, it just i don't know it came first as a bit of a blow but i'm on the camp that this can still be a good thing this doesn't doom the the headset so, 
I don't know. I'm still trying to sell Sarah on it too, because Eve Valkyrie is definitely like one of his games. I wanna. I, I actually want to try it for uh, what is it? Walking with Giants is that the one? Yeah, that one's great too. And Space the... Fight, Space Fight. I mean, a lot of the like the exclusive stuff. Um, and I can't remember. I got to play it, and it was freaky with the Oculus, but it was amazing. It was something sleep. It's where you play as a, a two year old. And you're just basically stumbling around the world looking huh. for your parents. Uh, I'll come. Up, I'll find the name of it in just a moment. But like, I I just want listeners out there, man. Like, don't get discouraged. Like, get do get your hands if you can afford it. Honestly, I can assure you that the dev kit too is probably the closest thing to like a finished product that that I could have experienced. Like it, it, like the saccadic masking, the sciatic blurring, like all that shit. It's gone. It's nice. It's smooth. It's crisp. It's 1080. I mean, all of it. I've written all my experiences and details from like my my show of it over at GDC. I already talked about it on the last GDC podcast. I, I'm still like I'm in the, I'm in the Oculus camp. I, this hasn't scared me off. It's slightly discouraged me, but like the product is that good that I have open mind an open mind towards this direction what about you sir have i sold you on it yet no fuck it's the same thing with like i think this is going to be the next 3d tv to be honest uh but you know i was kind of thinking that too like is this going to be that new fad but like to be honest like sony was the only one that really pioneered and like tried to hop on that train and it didn't work because it no, wasn't it readily available. <laughs> and not only that, believe it oh, or not... It was, it was readily available, sure. It was everywhere, but no. It wasn't, wasn't consumer-friendly. Like, it wasn't market-friendly. Yeah, well, this isn't exactly consumer-friendly either. Dude, it's $350. On top of whatever you're applying it to. So if you add that to your PS4, there's $750. Bucks. That's $800, well, bucks, rather. Well, no, Oculus isn't PS4. Oculus is PC. Okay, cool. So you want to have a PC that's strong enough to run your Oculus software. So that's what fifteen hundred bucks. That's with the assumption that it's already there. Oh, by the way, it's among the sleep. Among the sleep, and dude, it was a freaky fucking game. I mean, I like. I know we talked about it like a little bit on the Oculus uh, show we did a while back, but like everything, because like my my head when I moved my head, like my like my face and everything actually bob and weave like a two-year-old that couldn't exactly keep like its neck up yet and like my posture was fucked up like it was it was crazy i got sick and kind of felt like oh man i have like the motor functions of a, of a two-year-old toddler like it was crazy the way like uh gameplay went around it but i i, no, I, think I don't it's know I, I had a i had a hard time with 3d uh even with the 3ds i went to a 2ds because it would give me wicked bad headaches I what? can only imagine that this makes it so much worse. Ah, but I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. The big thing I'm concerned about is is how does it? I, I understand that it's two screens right up on your face, but I don't know how that does with people with glasses. Like, I wear I glasses. Know. So does it adjust to your eyesight? Yeah. Does it? Okay. So and I like, mean, that's my big concern with it. I think it it does. I don't know what it is. Like it's okay. So like there there's a bunch of new tech in it, and like I said, it's oddly consumer friendly but like an e valkyrie uh for example 
there and I and I talked to Sarah about this and I talked a little bit about it on the last show. But uh, there's a cursor, for example, that's completely dictated by the movement of your of your retinas, your your corneas, like just your eyeballs, period. And that uh, cursor uh, represents basically missile lock. So the one to one where me moving not my head, my eyes around and locking on the things was fucking like it was immaculate. It was intuitive. So I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't I played it for a good 20 minutes and I didn't suffer any. If anything, there was a bit of like um, a little bit of velocity sickness because when I took it off and I started moving around, like my depth perception was slightly thrown off, but I adjusted within 10 seconds. I mean, just I don't recommend getting up right away when you finish moving, you know, around with it. But it's still, dude, it's a good trip. So, I don't know. Those are my feelings towards it. I just, I'm telling you guys, when I get mine, I'm bringing it to PAX Prime, and I'm making everybody play it. Like, it it is a thing. Everybody's going to gather around in a circle, and they're just going to fucking put that little, little shit on their face. That doesn't sound... Out of context, that sounds very bad. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that. Oh yes, okay. a, a little, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. uh, too late and noted. Um, <laughs> fucking, yeah, I know. I, I unfortunately caught that a bit late, but yeah, I don't know. I'm for it. And Sarah, I hopefully, you know, I, I'm I'm surprised that James is a little bit more sold on the idea. I, but I can assume you both are not completely sold yet. It's again, it, it's going to be. I have to deal with. I understand that this is probably going to be. It's. <laughs> I mean, everything in the last, if you go look over the last 10 years, it's like the 90s is repeating itself, it feels like. Because you got 3D back, and now we've got VR back all of a sudden. Yeah, except it works. So, yeah, except I have no, yeah, I know. VR supposedly works now, so. Um, I'll, I'll wait with uh, bated breath to see what happens with it. I, you know, I, I'll take bated breath over ambivalent indifference. Mm-hmm. It's, it, well, that's it, it all you're excites, getting out of me. So. It excites me more than the Ouya. How does that make you feel? Fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Especially after GDC and stuff, too. Like, I'm still... I'm pretty happy about the Ouya. And, like, they're, I'm pretty happy about a lot of stuff coming out. So, I'm, I'm glad I have mine. You guys are only missing out on it. That's just the way I feel. And that Mad Cat shit? Mm, nah, no. Not... Not exactly a fan. Funny enough, um, almost... Is that what it was? Yeah, the mojo. No. Game stick? What? Yeah, no, game stick's dead. (laughs) Whoever whoever (laughs) gave money to that, we are so sorry. But, like, your money was... And it's gone. Like, and it's gone. It's a a magic trick. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So sorry, so sorry. Um, yeah, let's just fucking, let's talk about what we've been playing. Let's, cause we got a lot, a fucking a lot of games. It's a very busy month. Oh, very busy fuck. Month. Yeah, it is. All right. Let, let's, let's roll this bitch. All right.
All right, Sarah, I want to hear what you've been playing. What have I been playing? Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, I obtained a PSP Go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For for 20 bucks. Well, hey, hey, and, what do you know? It's a hell of a deal. And, uh, um, yeah. I saw yeah. that. I think what's funnier is what you're the way you're using it. I think that that to me is fucking. He's using it. Folk, can I? Can I be? No, you know I've been talking too much. Please enlighten yes. everybody. Okay. How are you using so, the PSP Go? So here's the business, right? Uh, with with the additional five dollar component cable and a PS3 DualShock that I obtained also for five dollars. For a mere 30 bucks, I now have a scrappy little micro console that can be disconnected and played anywhere. So yeah, you hacked it? No. No, no. It's it's still just got it's got PSP, like actual PSP games on it, minis and PS1 games. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, so I mean, uh, the idea behind it was sound if they hadn't had backed UMDs, but the idea behind it was sound, just no one wanted it. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, like when it comes straight down to brass tacks, if it'd been like a hundred bucks cheaper, it would have been amazing. Uh, you know, having gotten it for ten for you know a a tenth of the price that it normally is, uh, you know, it's got what thirty two games on it right now, and it's only taking up half of its internal memory. I dropped another eight gigs sure. in it. Yeah, so there's I've still got 16 gigs in this stupid machine after 32 games. If if I may be so bold, and forgive me, if you know, because wh- what I may say I may not know as I speak it, but I dare I say that I think the reason why the PSP Go failed was because it was too ahead of its time too soon. I and- would. I believe so. Yes, I'm right there with you. I've had discussions with this with some of my coworkers too. I'm like, you know what? The world wasn't ready for this shit. It, just yeah, like the virtual like... boy. <laughs> yes, but no, because I mean, essentially, if we can all just like fucking admit it. Like the Vita is pretty much like a much more capable BSB Go. I mean, you can play physical media on it as well. Yeah, but it's so weird because especially with like. All the allocations and the uh, like, the art of fucking numbers coming back. Like more and more people buy it, di- buy on it digitally than they do. Like you know, it's funny because just just over by like five, I have five more games on it digitally than I do physically. If you were to split them right down the middle, and it's just it's a it's a matter of convenience. And like the Vita has come out now to where like this is a standard. The Go not so much, but again. The Vita has the option of physical media. Mm. So I'm pretty sure. And not only that, like, I really, really hate just the overall, like, co- like the construction of that fucking little system. It's it's just awful. What, the go? Yeah, I don't. It's so small yeah. and clammy. Well, okay, you know what? We've had this conversation before, and I don't think size is the real problem here with the uh, the design of the Go. It can't possibly be it. Because <laughs> we've had this same conversation about the Game Boy Micro, and that little thing is freaking amazing. That thing sucks. Hate no, that it thing. doesn't. It's great. I, I thought I thought it was uh, uh, I thought it was terrible too. And then my friend brought it into work one day, and it's great for playing Pokemon at work. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> well, it's great because it's inconspicuous. It's not. Yep. That's, that's, how, yeah. that's, that's how I got. About. That's how I got all of my characters to level ninety nine in Final Fantasy VI on the clock. If you want, if you want to play, if you want to play your games during jury duty, the Game Boy Micro is for you. I, Jesus, yeah. See, I don't fucking need inconspicuous for fucking my my portable needs. I need functional, and that yeah, thing's barely functional. The size, the size, honestly, isn't a isn't a factor for me. Besides which, I can stick it into a TV and use a, a PS3 controller. So you know, there is that. Yeah, the, like I said, you're using it as a micro console, which. It's funny because, like, in that context, I can't argue with you. It's ingenious, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's almost like you might as like I don't know. It's weird because you've con- like conceptually hacked it. You didn't hack it, but you conceptually <laughs> fucking like it, it's pretty much like somebody t- gives you a broken TV and you're just like, oh well, wait, no, I got this. And you put a tablecloth over it, and it's just like, it's a nightstand slash snack table. <laughs> this isn't Duke Nukem. It, you know, it, I, I, I can't help but applaud you, because, like, in that case, and you know what? I would, and I will, I will take a bow. Yeah, but you know what's funny is, uh, I have those same component cables, and that's also what I've been using my PSP mostly as, is something, now, I don't know if the Go because like I'll I'll give my hats off to the Go, but like I have like the the, the newest PSP like the three thousand three thousand yeah 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 and if if there's one thing that really fucking chaps like all all my naughty parts it's the fact that like a, a lot of the games and they're all different they can't really stretch to the like the the thirty two inches. On my TV, there's just black yeah. bars all around. So it's it's like that with the go to. Uh, it is, but uh, there's a there's an upside to all of that. Uh, you can actually increase the size of the screen by using the button on your remote control for your TV, and then that'll sort of uh, you know zoom it in a little bit. It helps. Uh, yeah. Nah. But here's here's the real kicker though. When you're playing like PS1 downloads, like your PS1 classics and shit, mm-hmm. those take up the whole screen. Yeah. So there you go. That doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't. I know. I've actually, uh, <laughs> I came across that same thing because I was playing Alundra. Um, and like I was switching from Alundra to Ease. And I'm just like, what is this shit? <laughs> and I was also playing, oh, fuck. Um, I don't know if uh, minis do it, though. That's. I, I haven't tried minis, but like the big thing that I took on the TV was uh, Prinny. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty. I want to be the hero. So, and like, yeah, it doesn't cover the whole screen, man. Just fucking why? It's dumb. So anyway, that's that. I've got to salute you though. So what's the main thing? Mainly just P- other than PS One games. Like what minis? Well, you said you played minis, and yeah. like, did they take up your whole screen? I don't know. I haven't tried a mini yet. Oh, okay. So you haven't. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no, not not yet. So what PSP uh, games have you been rocking? Okay, well, uh, I started playing Girllander Wayfarer of Time, and I've been playing East Book One and Two again because that game is rocking. What else? Uh, a bunch of schmups. There are so many sh- shooting games on the PSP. It's kind of unreal. Uh, I've got most of them actually. <laughs> yeah, no, the PSP and the yeah. Saturn—they're pretty much like the shmup consoles. Well, no, it's Graphics, right? But 
If you want to talk like shmup actual consoles, it's definitely Saturn and PC Engine. No other system touches them. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I actually broke down and bought a copy of Wolf Fang. Pretty fun game. Uh, that's going to be reviewed. That's shortly. that fighter, right? Oh no, no Wolf Fang. No, that's uh, Monkey Paw Games. You know what we? we yeah. I believe like there's another one that they released too because we we're supposed to get like like Tomba Two and all of them. We're supposed to get some codes for yeah something. Um, if I can go ahead and uh, jump in and ask too, I'd like you to try it on my behalf, or I'll, I'll just do it because I have a Japanese PSN account. I think I might just do it on my own and just set it up and log in. I'm kind of curious to see if you can get access to uh, like any particular Japanese PSP titles. Um. Well, yeah, they'd you know, be region free, so. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, like through like digital, like PSN, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they're still region free. Yeah, like, goddamn, dude, and like I'm so sad because like I literally like I have 300 like megabytes left. We've downloaded we've downloaded uh, content for uh, the Project Diva game that we got on PSP, and it works. Oh, yeah. okay, and you did that through your Japanese PSN account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to set mine up then and do that. Uh, I'm I'm like debating on whether or not I should delete Galgun, but like now I'm just probably gonna buy it, and like it's just so I can save up the fucking room. Um. Well then, anything else, buddy? Other than like <laughs> your fucking little experiment yes, there. Uh, well, oh, tons of lift rousers. I've been playing that nonstop. Uh, that game it, is friggin' phenomenal. It was really weird because, like, like I said, I got I got to meet up with uh, Rami at GDC. And the dude was just fucking all smiles, man. Like, that dude was just so fucking pumped about life. Like, apparently, within, like, less than 48 hours, like, it already made all of its money back in the like, oh, yeah. cost and development. And now it's just pure profit. Yep, pretty much. And uh, and rightly so. I mean, it's one of the best games I've played in years. Now, yeah, and it's been doing, you know, and funny enough, I haven't. I haven't even tried it. Like I've been debating getting it on uh, PS4 because I think it's available on PS4 or is it PS3? PS3 and Vita. Okay, you know what? I'll probably grab on Vita. It's a cross buy, so if you get it on your PS3, you also get the Vita version. Okay, I don't have room for it on my PS3, but I'll definitely get it on my Vita. Really, you don't have enough room for a couple? I have three hundred megabytes left. Talk like, about going uh, to the max. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, the, the my, like my PS3 pretty much yells at me every time, saying, "You have less than 500 megabytes in your system. Why are you doing this to me?" Like, the, uh, much, that's it. That's what I get. The Vita version is only like 60 megs. Oh yeah, fucking. So dude. that's pretty good. Yeah, because like, I don't know. I can check my Vita, but I've got like a 32 card in it. So yeah, no, you'll be fine. Um, what else? Trying to think, trying to think. Oh, I, I uh, got to playing that um, that uh, PC game that you had uh, sent along there. Uh, what's that? Game retro Crunch. Game Crunch, yeah. We, oh, yeah so, retro Game Crunch. That's some good stuff. It is. I will say, and um, like, uh, funny enough, because uh, I actually set up a... Fuck. Uh, I set up a play play, which is like an hour and a half play play, but I know we'll have fun recording that one. Um I there's two out of the seven games that are just fucking dumb. They're just not fun. Yeah, you're, is you're it right. Like, is it like Retro Game Challenge for the GBA? It is yeah. not. Yes. It, it, okay, so it's seven full games, but they're all like 
very retro inspired in, in mm-hmm. certain ways, but they're also like they're really fucking awesome, dude. Like they have all yeah. these forward thinking mechanics. Like Super Chewland is one of my favorites. It's basic Super Chewland is like uh I would say Tetris Attack. Not not really Tetris Attack, it's weird. It's like Kirby with puzzle elements meets Evo. Like do you remember Evo on the Super NES? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so basically what you do is you have to find all these little creatures and eat them uh, to help gain energy to level up. And when you level up, you get the ability to do things like jump or fly or attack. And um, the way you do that is when you eat nutrients, um, there are three corners within your stomach that all require a match of a color for uh, basically a pellet. And like the more pellets you collect, the faster they move down. But you have to like use reactions with your, and it's used with the right stick. You have to move over the right color and whatnot. I I don't want to spoil a lot of it because, um, you know, like I said, we did a play play on it. But yeah, there's there's a Metroidvania game on it. There's a shoot 'em up on it. All yep. of them are really forward thinking. The one that I don't like is there's like a shitty like card game the card on it. game yeah it's brains and hearts yeah which I, I get how it works but it's not it's not all that it's fun it's boring yeah yeah and then uh, there's like this really stupid hard fuck you dumb i want to like it but it's stupid fucking dumb 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 donkey kong jr like a game oh you uh, didn't like that one that one's awesome what would you West say it's just the best would you say it's dumb i uh, dude i would say it's super dumb it is dumb though <laughs> Dude, <laughs> once you start learning how to use the records in the right ways, you can totally get through it. It's still fun. Dude, no fucking like the, even with the records, the arrows, it's awesome. the arrows in the fucking completely aloof ass hitbox. It, it just fucking changes the rules. No, that game is dumb. Oh, and then no. I got to the point where there are bats. Well, what the fuck do I do with the bats? You got to jump over them. You cannot jump over. The, oh, no, I have. I no okay. I guess I'm just better than you. That's no, all. I guess we no. I guess we just fucking. <laughs> yep. We're no, no. just gonna. I'm, I am totes better than you oh, at no. Wubwubwesque. <laughs> fine, you can be better at me at that dumb game. It's I dumb. Will. I like. It's it. called Wubwubwesque. Yeah. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. And you not only that, you control a pug. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking pug. It's a dumb pug who. You can, can, Donkey Kong Jr. can take more fall damage than that piece of shit dog. And I'm yeah, on, yeah. I'm on you board can, already. You, sold you can me. also bark on command and you can like make stuff move by barking yeah, at it. Bark on command. Oh, wait, you can make stuff move with it? Yeah. I didn't make you can, you can get the you can get the, uh, the 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 bats to move away when you bark oh, at them. Oh fuck then... that! I oh god damn it. Okay, well I did a play uh-huh. play on it. <laughs> yeah, I did a play play on it, so we can we can see all seven games in action, and that'll be That's on the yeah. yeah, that'll be on the YouTube soon, so you guys can see it. But it's it's cool because it was a coll- it's like mainly two dudes who designed like all three of the games. Uh, I'm sorry, all three, all seven of the games, but there's like a couple of them that worked on different ones. I, I believe there's like one central dude who had a hand in all seven of them. Right. Um, the Metroidvania one is fucking crazy because it's it's like Metroidvania meets Link to the Past because like it switches mm. all the. You know wo- what? I, I don't think I'd say that. I say I would say that it's more of like an Oracle of Ages. Uh, yeah, because, like, it's the same place. I mean, it, it it's essentially the same idea. I, it's like, dude, Oracle... Or maybe, like, Metroid, Metroidvania meets Sonic CD. 
Yeah, I would say that definitely. But I mean, not a lot of people have played Sonic CD, but I that's definitely more apt. Uh, but it's it involves time travel on the same spot, but like the environment, passageways, and what you do wildly change, and your con and yeah. you can only travel through time through contextual areas that involve like a giant crystal. I mean that mm. that's paradox loss. I mean it's it's really good. I mean it's basically seven games, five of them being awesome, two of them being shit for fifteen bucks, and they're long. They're all like. They have plenty of replay to all of them. Oh yeah, tons. Like uh, I think it was Super Clue Land that I I spent like an hour and a half in, and I'm at the end of the game now. But uh, it's uh, it's a it's a long, drawn out sort of uh, adventure type game that's a lot of fun to play. And I, I yeah. want to say that's on Greenlight. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I really I really want them to make a sequel to Retro Game Challenge. That was such a good fucking game. There is a sequel to okay. Retro Game. They, they uh, made they made two. Yeah. I want him to come over here then. How's that for an answer? Uh, yeah, good luck. Oh, fuck. Okay, hold on. So, yeah, never mind. Um, so I'm looking at my Vita right now. I brought it up since you've asked. So my capacity is 29 gigabytes. My free space is 320 megabytes. Well, I've, sense, yeah, I've almost used all the space. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, And you know what's funny is I have a 64 gigabyte iPhone. I'm already down to 10 gigs left. And yet somehow I've got a four gigabyte card on my Vita and I've got like, what, 10 games on there, three of which are like full blown like Vita games. Other ones are PSP games and Luft Rousers, and I've still got like two gigs left. What? Oh, no, dude, I have like 60 games on my Vita. You have too damn many games on your Vita. Yeah, I have like like Disgaea 3, Persona, Gravity Rush, Mortal Kombat. Sunflowers, bunch of minis, bunch of PSP games, Guacamelee, Super Crate Box, like fucking Soul Sacrifice, Uncharted Blades, like, or I'm sorry, Unchained Blades, like there, there's an ass load, like uh, E Celseta, like there, there's sixty p, like sixty strong on my Vita right now. That's insane. Yeah, I think I might have room for one more, like indie one and then that's it i i knew i was nearing it but i didn't know it was that close like the well, newest make, one make it lift rousers then <laughs> i can i get lift rousers yeah lift rousers is less than 60 gigs or uh, 60 megs rather all right there we go i'll buy lift rousers and yeah i actually just got steam world dig that i gotta play for review but i'll, I'll talk i haven't really played a lot of it yet to really touch on it but um, the last thing that i'll touch on before i sort of pass it off here is that like i've been doing a lot of stuff on steam lately i bought papers please uh, oh, wow. Oh. That is not a Sarah game. I'm excited I'm, uh, about this. I'm totes going to play that eventually. I also got like Hotline Miami. Which also is not a Sarah game. So, yeah, you'll be happy to know. Uh, I do have ideas for doing some stuff with those a little later on. I'm probably going to expand upon my whole duo play idea that I started with uh, out there, which uh, that's a pretty fun game. But uh, we can get into that some other time. So, uh, but the one thing I want to really touch on is that I've sort of been collecting Star Soldier games. I've, I've been getting every game in the series that I possibly can. The you only have one another missing, one on its way from me. I do. Yeah, I have the OG uh, Famicom version. Uh, the last one that I need now actually is going to be um, Soldier Blade for PC Engine. Oh, oh, for uh, PC Engine? You don't yeah, do you yeah. have it for Turbo Graphics though. Uh, Turbo Graphics is a little pricier than PC Engine. Um, 
like but like you don't mind getting it loose though, right? Well, sort of. <laughs> oh, okay, because I have it loose. Do you honestly? Yeah, I have it loose. I bought it like in a TurboGrafx lot. That's like I bought it with Jackie Chan and all that. Nice. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, loose copy is a loose copy, but uh, man, that art. Let me tell you, has some wicked art That's, on the front. Okay, I so can... just some of uh, it's like the weird bulky mech suit shooter. So no, so uh, it's it's a Star Soldier game, but uh, like you get a little sort of there, there is a mech that flies alongside you. And like follows you around and stuff, and but he you gives also, you additional it's, fire. It's also got like kind of like some side-scrolling level to it. No, I'll, I'll, uh, it's all. Um, I, I think it's that down. one. I don't remember. Yeah, no, it's all top-down. It's it's just like any other Star Soldier game. Oh, okay, then that's probably not it. I don't know which one I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, you're and probably not, thinking, I'm not of, thinking of like, Keith Courage, by the way. You're probably t- uh, thinking of uh, Tactical Gladiator Vegas. Fuck, I don't know. I got to look at what I have. I was thinking because about. I, I do have that one actually. It's weird. Um, but anyway, okay, cool. So, like, how many more Star Soldier games are you? The Soldier Blade and one just other one, Soldier, and that's it. Just Soldier Blade. That's it. Oh shit, dude. Yep. What, what uh, was like the most recent game in the series? Star Soldier R. What the fuck? What did that come out on? PSP. We- oh, WiiWare. Yeah. Oh shit. And it's uh, it's actually just um, it's basically a, a two and five minute caravan mode. Uh, in Japan, it was used for a competition. Out here, it was just well, score attack. That's all it is. But uh, well, yeah, that was the final entry in the series. There was also one that was made for GameCube as sort of like an update of the original Star Soldier, and it also made its way over to like PS2 and PSP. Uh, but I got that on the GameCube actually. It came in not too long ago, and it's it's all right. I got a freeloader to play it on my uh, my American GameCube. Oh, nice. So, speaking of which, you guys, the year of Luigi's over. We can all go home now. It's, it's done. They've officially sure. said no. It's no more. No more year of Luigi. You guys better you get. You know that's better... all right. I was I was thoroughly disappointed with the the year of Luigi. I'm gonna be honest. Mostly because I'm sort of sick and tired of Nintendo in general, but yeah, you know. I got my Luigi Mansion statue. It just came in. I haven't even Instagrammed it yet, but I will. It's it's fucking huge, and it's not. It's a lot nicer than that Nintendo Platinum statue that you got a couple years back. Well, that's so. cool. But then again, you also had to what redeem like three thousand points for it. Yeah, I just I. Yeah, just, uh, but you know what? Uh, they were all stacking. I just stopped redeeming them, so I had plenty to <laughs> redeem. Um, and it was really weird what I could redeem and then what I couldn't redeem. <laughs> like, it, like, oh, God, what was it? Like, Eternal Blue? Oh, I'm sorry, Endless Ocean was, like, worth a shitload. But, like, Mario Kart Wii was just like, oh, this is worth, like, ten, dude. What? Why? This is a Nintendo for, like, this is a super yeah. Nintendo, like, it's a big Nintendo game. So, I don't know, weird, but whatever. Um, and then it was also weird what Wii U games uh, were could get points and what couldn't. Like uh, Ninja Gaiden Three uh, got you points, which is weird. I, I thought it was only first party games. Apparently not. Oh no, there's a Dude. bunch of third party games that uh, that come with Club Nintendo points nowadays. Yeah, fucking had anything, no idea. Anything that's released on the console, you can get Club Nintendo points on. Not anything. There are certain things really? that just yeah, almost anything though. I didn't know it was almost anything. I thought it was just first party. But yeah, no, I was able... Like, shit, man. Um, 
it was funny. I like I bought like a cube where I don't remember what it was, but I bought it on 3DS. It was like a budget title. Uh, fucking Splinter Cell on 3DS also had uh, Nintendo points it, er, er, coins. It was weird. Club Nintendo, man. It's uh, it's extending its branch. James, speaking what? of branch extending and probably nothing to do with Nintendo, what has been in your console? A lot of stuff. Dude. Uh, uh, you have no idea. Um, since you're probably going to talk about one of my things, I'm going to talk about 2014's future Golden Zonky Award winning game of the year. And that, my friend, is Dark Souls 2. <laughs> I, you know. Okay. Talk my ear off because I haven't played it yet. Okay. Did you play Dark Souls 1? I did. Uh, yeah, I sort of I... gave up on it, though, to be honest. Then Dark Souls 2 is the game for you. Is it? It is a much more accessible Dark Souls 1. Should nice. I just give up on Demon Souls? That's my question. I can't. Yes. I have Dark Souls. And you I know what? I would go so far as to say no, because uh, Demon Souls, I've always felt, was the best laid out between Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Mostly and, because of the Nexus, because it's great. And Dark Souls is still the best laid out of the three. It's got the best overworld, but... The way that you should play them now is Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 1, and then Demon Souls. <laughs> Sold! I'll do it! Fuck okay, it. <laughs> you, can sh- you can shut up now. <laughs> but but that's, if you want to, if you're always struggled at getting into those games, Dark Souls 2 is the way to go. It's a little bit more accessible. It, it tries to tell you a couple of things. Um... And I, I think it act, the progression is a little bit easier. There's a lot more bonfires, so you're not going a lot further to get to a bonfire, which I don't like too much, but a newer player would like. Um, they've they've tightened up some of the multiplayer stuff that's in it. It's really great. It looks great, and it plays just like Dark Souls. It's more Dark Souls, uh, well, which is something I'm always for. That I don't understand too, but like it was weird because like I had friends who were trying to ascertain like the way. Uh, I play RPGs and, and, and whatnot. So apparently, cause I'm a, I'm a grinder, dude. I, I love just like, dude, I love walking back and forth for hours and just like sharpening, sharpening that old ax. So, um, I, I, there's, I have, there's still the issue with dark souls, which if you're a grinder, you need to know what your build is before you even begin. You can still grind, you can grind for little itty bitty amounts of souls here and there, and there are seems to be a lot more souls going around in this game. There's a lot more stuff to buy in this game. See, I'm hearing the exact opposite. People are telling me that like the respawn rates are really shitty compared to Dark Souls One, and like it's way harder to grind. Respawn rates? You respawn by touching a bonfire? No, no, no. I mean for like enemies. Sorry, like okay. enemy, like well, enemy, like you can't just hang out in one area and like farm like enemies because they won't just respawn like the way they used to like once you kill an enemy what they said they said like it's nice because like it lowers their chance of getting killed but then it kind of takes away from them just getting more souls okay they were kind of trying to explain that to me i I haven't looked that far i've noticed that when i die in an area a lot they start taking enemies away to make it so that i can buy get through the area a little bit easier and they don't ever come back Uh, but i didn't i didn't realize that it wasn't doesn't have to do with just spawning in that area. So that might be a little bit of an issue then if that's the case. But I mean, you get plenty of souls moving through the area at normal pace, which I'm like maybe halfway through that game and I am 
like soul level 85 so i'm pretty i'm getting pretty close to the cap already and i'm and but that's but i've also like i said ground, ground a lot and there's there's tons of souls they got tons of those lost like so undead soldier souls lying around um it's, i think it's the most successful of the three and it is gorgeous it is a gorgeous game just like dark souls and the frame rate is is nice it doesn't chop anymore i have not come across a bit of frame rate lag at all while playing it awesome it's good it's great it's great you should get it everyone should get it everyone should play it <laughs> Because I'm do it. I, I'm gonna be arguing about this game come end of the year, so be prepared for that shit. I just, you know, and it's not it's not a whole. It's okay. Let me rephrase that. It's extremely uncommon, if not probably never really happens, that I hop on board with any idea that James has. But for some reason, it's like whatever he said spoke to me, and like there's no continuity that I'm aware of story-wise. There's just like little tropes and whatnot. So, I mean, if, if I'm really going to like the games more by playing them backwards, fuck it, I'll do that. No, there is, there actually is continuity between Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2, but it doesn't tell you the story outright, so who who the hell cares? <laughs> like, you literally, you literally have to get the story from Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 by reading in on what people are saying and reading item descriptions. That's how you get the story for Dark Souls. Or you do what everyone should do and just watch a YouTube video for two minutes. Then you're good. You're golden. And that's how you get the story. I mean, there's some nods to the old Dark Souls. There's some old places. Because this, this one takes place like thousands of years after Dark Souls 1. So there's some like older places that show up, uh, the ruins of Orlando you can kind of see and stuff. So I mean, it's it's there's some references to the old game, but the story really doesn't matter in Dark Souls. You're just there to kill people and kill things and die repeatedly. That's what you're there for. Yeah, they're and, man, like Namco Bandai, they're like in front like they're really just like like they're just fucking harping on that like, "Ooh, prepare to die." Just fucking, mm, you're just going to die die. There's even items that make the game harder, which is freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy that that exists. I'm never going to use it, but there's literally items you can burn in your bonfire to make to make the enemies more difficult, and you can join a covenant now that forbids you from summoning in help on bosses. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. All right. I'll take you up on that offer, man. And just want to... And yeah, so I mean, everyone should at least give Dark Souls two a try. If you if you if you at least like the way that Dark Souls plays, but the difficulty is a little much, give Dark Souls two a try. Well, here's the thing, and I'm just obstinate. I'm really obstinate and stubborn, and normally, I don't. I think call it a question of pride. Definitely blame it on Sarah, but like, <laughs> I I can't. Well, no, but what I mean by that is, like, fucking, I can't. I, I just want to beat demon souls just a first fucking level and i can't it's it's like a challenge that i undertake every couple months and it's you, fruitless but you can't just beat the first level the way you play demon souls is you have to play up to like the third the second or third boss then you gotta come out of that level go to a separate level play two or three level two or three bosses into that level then yes. come out of that level go into another level play a boss or two into that level you have to oh, bounce so you gotta, around like dead souls. rising that shit yes you have to Why bounce the around fuck did demon anybody souls. tell me that you just uh, Google, what do I do in Demon Souls? That's all you got to do. Take, take it for granted. I don't know. That, that's what that game tries to tell you. You have to do things by making it impossibly hard to do things. 
Mm. And Demon Souls don't tell you shit. Yeah, they, it really does. Demon Souls is the hardest of the three, and it shows. Souls, Demon Souls. <laughs> What's a shoal? Isn't that like a thing on it's a like beach? A, like a like a shoe insert, you know, Doctor Souls. Doctor Souls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. I when I thought of Demon Souls, I just thought of somebody just walking in, just like every step they took, they're like, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, it's ooh, ah. Demon Souls really sucks for people with flat arches. Yeah, yeah, it does. Two left feet. It it is the best way to get two left feet. It is. It is. the ne- The next game up on my list is an oldie. Uh, it's Final Fantasy X Remastered. Oh, there you go. That is. I have fallen back into it. It's like I fell off the wagon. It's 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 terrible. <laughs> uh, it's I I'm back into playing Blitzball. I pumped about ten oh hours in the blitz ball already. I pumped about twenty you hours in the off, game already. I hate that game. <laughs> I fucking love. If I... blitz ball wasn't esport, I would watch it. Oh what? No. Yeah. <laughs> I love blitz ball so much. I, just... I don't even know why. I know it's bad. I know it sucks, you know but I love. It. I've I have been hearing the trailer for that stupid game every day for the last little while now, and the voice acting just grates on me every single time. Oh, the voice acting still. Not that great. Can't I mean, stand it. Oh my god, it's awful. I mean, Yuna and Titus are the worst offenders, oh, of course. Yeah, but definitely. I'm fine with Waka. People hate Waka for some reason. I like Waka. He's okay. I don't know why people don't like him, but it looks good. Um, you can. There's an obvious difference between because they did some texturing updates to the main characters. That's obvious. They like redid their faces and stuff. But then you see every other character in the game, and they've got a bad case of PS2 face. hey dude you need to watch that shit you got some ps2 all up in that fucking grill (laughs) it's just like like a flat texture just plastered onto a face and it's like wow you obviously are not a main character it's really bad but i mean it's fun it's it's got all the international, the Final Fantasy X international stuff in it. So there's even more. There's like another like sixty hours of content just in ten, and I'm not even, I haven't even gotten to ten two, a very underrated Final Fantasy game, if you ask me. But I haven't even gotten to ten two yet. So, um, yeah, I know ten two is not underrated. It's just it's Charlie's Angels is fucking dress. Bad it's, is what it is. The, the dress fear system's great. Shut up. Shut Wait, up. the game. The well, game hold is on, so- can we fuck off for a second? You defend that system, and yet you talk shit on the paradigm shifting system of thirteen. What no, the combat system is the only thing good about thirteen. Everything else is bad about thirteen. I'm fine with the combat system. All right, noted under. I didn't duress. talk shit about. I didn't talk shit about thirteen's combat system. It's everything else about thirteen is shit. The combat's fine. The combat is great. If, if, if that thing was literally just, like, one big room of, and no one talked and it was just combat for 40 hours, it would probably be a better game. But you got to walk in a straight line and people talk and Vanille's in it, so I don't I don't like that game very much. But, <laughs> but uh... This, this comes can, from the guy who's, like, cool with Riku being I'm in a game. I'm Riku because I like to look at her, and oh. she looks great in high depth. Uh, so. You're one of those. Yes, I'm one of those. Fucking... Even though Pain's in X2, I do like Riku in X2. I had no idea you were a Weebo, man. I am. <laughs> time. It pains you, me you to say been it. Around, you haven't been around for my major obsession I've gained with Frozen. I, I I am wearing a Frozen shirt right now. It's got Elsa on it. She's my new crush. 
I so I've been really want to watch. I've been really wanting to watch that know. movie just because I, the, I hear that it's very forward thinking and it's a lot of the things that it does and it actually progresses the female gender. In, in, straight, in, this is straight up. It you is know what? Best. Beyond beyond those reasons, because I don't know, it's that that just seems like it's a little too much. <laughs> oh, my, it, it's it's yeah. so forward thinking for gender roles. I, no, beyond that, it's still just a good movie to watch. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is it is probably one of the best non Pixar Disney movies to come out in the last fifteen years. I've been hearing. I mean, it, it's like, really good, really good the, music. It reminds you a lot of that, of that Renaissance era Disney. Oh, like in the early nineties. I yes. definitely say though, that there's maybe a little too much music. There's, there's there, a lot of, there are too many, there are too many musical pieces. I think it's Disney. I'm fine with it. I'd rather, yeah, be... but I mean, there's, there's more than normal and you notice it. There's yeah, there's, there's a lot. If I think if they would have left out the snowman song, the summer song, it would, it would have been not as noticeable the summer song is a little much but yeah so yeah i uh um i like anime and japanese and girls so anyways uh moving on um <laughs> super mother load i've been okay. wanting to play this okay Which talk is, to me about uh, this so it's basically it's basically it's kind of got a minecraft slash mr driller feel yeah. Um, I mean, the stuff doesn't fall down on you, but you're basically drilling down, collecting minerals, just trying to get deeper to discover like this little bitty story. And what is really cool, it's it's kind of like relaxing and addicting. There's really not much of a, uh, not much of a goal except just to get as deep as possible. And it is multiplayer. I haven't played it multiplayer, but I'm still enjoying it by myself. And I bought it when it was on sale for like three bucks. And, so uh, wait, is this only on PS4 or is it on other platforms I as well? I think it's on other platforms. I'm not a hard It's no. on Vita, PS4, and I think that's it. Yeah, it's uh, Sony only. Yeah, right, I think I'm, it's on PS3 to, as well. I think it's like it's on all three. The have to music, check that out then, yeah. The music in this game is fucking amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Like when something happens and like there's this big story event, like this big swell of music comes up and it's like this new tune for each major story event and it's great. The music is just epic and it's awesome. I love every bit of listening to the music of that game. I might even I'm even thinking about downloading the soundtrack. That's how much the music in that game rocks. So, but it's it's worth it's worth a try. Um I I initially played a demo of it at a a, a retail outlet they had a demo of it and i played that and that got me interested and i bought it it's it's worth it's worth a play and um i think it'd probably be really fun with multiple players too i think because there's literally there's some upgrades you can get for your little driller guy which is uh which are team based so they only are there for like team like radar based stuff but it's it's a it's a really cool game it's worth it i'm trying i'm trying to get to the uh dog because there's different drivers you can get to and one of them is a dog and an astronaut helmet and I want that dog. <laughs> like, really bad. I really want that dog. But, uh, I mean, I've been playing Infamous uh, Second Son, but uh, I think George is going to want to talk about that a little bit. So that's all I've got. Oh, well, we can talk about it together. I mean... That's, we can. It's just... Because I super reviewed it. I, I will say that um, I'm going through my second playthrough right now. It's probably going to be the first PS4 game I platinum. Uh, so... Uh, I don't. I have very indifferent feelings towards the game. Like it's very pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous. It, like it's like I love turning it on just to look at it and like remind myself like, oh, this is why I spent four hundred dollars. Like mm-hmm. it. 
It's so, oh, just like, even like a lot of the facial animations, like I wish there was more texture to the faces. Like I wish I saw pores a little bit more, you know, yeah, stuff like older people like on Augustine, you can, and on, uh, uh, Betty. Betty. Yeah. Betty's face looks great. <laughs> yeah. Betty actually, I think Betty is the best animated character in that whole thing. But like, I don't know. It's weird. Like it's like for every, for every advancement that it's made for infamous, it, it goes back. Like there's, I don't know. And I, and I, and I tried to touch upon it the best I can. And um, funny enough, Francis DiPercio of uh, Hey Poor Player, also known as Dead Pixels, like the boss over there, we, we had quite a heated argument because uh, he's actually, he's pro Delson. And like, he he was much less critical of the game than I was. I am, dude, I'm so fucking anti-Delson. I mean, uh, I like I liked Delson more than Cole. I, I know. I don't. I, Cole has no character. Delson yes. at least has some character. I want to Some. dispute that because in in Infamous Two, especially like it it it, it, it to me it really it clearly defines and like what's funny is I was talking a lot to Andrew, who couldn't be on the show because his computer and Girl Scouts, but um, yeah, he's a it, dead, he's a dead mother. Yeah, what I understand. Uh, which is you know more power to him, but uh, yeah. So like in Infamous Two, they definitely did a lot, especially with the the supplement of like stuff that was done in Infamous One. If you carried over an Infamous One uh, completed game, where there was like two scenes alone specifically, uh, like where the one where Cole confronts Bertrand and just you know Cole like coming full circle and just you know having a moment with Zeke. These moments alone have more character than Delson does in the entire entirety of Second Son. I mean, what makes Cole more interesting, especially that's it's something that they do much better with as far as exposition and narrative is concerned, is that he's reluctant of, you know, no matter what karma you choose, whether you go evil Cole or or good Cole, uh, he's just that reluctant hero who, who just simply wanted to be a bike courier. Who, who who strives to be normal and like there is a lot of depth to it and and a lot of like uh, there is a lot of cons- just a solidation with like related like I could relate to the guy like he made it easy for me to relate to him. Delson's like, whoa, I'm this super hippie fucking rebel without a cause because I'm fighting against the man, but I'm not sure why. And and that alone bugs the fuck out of me because they try to establish this like dynamic between him and his older brother, Reggie, to where like, oh, man, why won't you just let me be who I want to be? I just want to express myself. And yet. Other than some, you know, some cool art that has like some kind of message behind it but really a lot of it's just fucking flash art you have no fucking clue what this kid wants to express or what he stands up for maybe they elucidate that he stands up just for the vague concept of expression within itself but it's fucking dumb and just you know it's weird too because that whole dynamic like the authoritarian like uh, dynamic between him and Reggie and, and them clashing with one another, it unnaturally devolves into this stupid buddy cop thing. <laughs> that like I, I don't know, man. That story is just so bad. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying the story is anything to write home about. I think um uh Travis Willingham and Troy Baker, their performances are very good. 
as the characters. So they're enjoyable to at least watch, in my opinion, or their performances as the characters. I understand that they're not very well written. Um, and it's a very rote story. I get that. But I'm still, I still think it's a fun game to play through. Yeah, it is fun. But in, in, but here's the thing too, like the fun's in balance. Like, okay. Like, I think like one of the things that I, I love that they continue to fix was like that whole magnetization problem that I fucking really had with like infamous one and two with contextuality and, and like just interacting with like structures almost gone. I mean, there are times where if you jump near a railing, yeah, like Delson's going to pull next to it like Cole did. But, like, it's not to the severe... Like, moving around is easier. But, like, the appeal of having multiple powers and and what they do is, is in itself rote. It's fucking... It's so... Like, the potential is completely wasted. They all fundamentally adhere to the same dynamics. It's It's so shallow. And honestly... One particular power, which was really fun. I fucking loved using it. It's so overpowered in every aspect. It almost gave no incentive to really do any of the other powers. Like, Which power are you talking about? I'm talking about the neon power. The neon power is the most powerful, even though it's not supposed to be, I don't yeah, think. It the is. Way that they're, the way that they're built out, I think the, the smoke power is supposed to be the 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 kill power, the heavy kill power. But it's not. It's not. The neon power is more of a subdue power. And the last power, which I don't want to spoil the last power because the last power is pretty neat. And I like how I, you get the last power. Actually the, the last power is the worst power. And it's the, the worst power. It's more of a it's more of a mobility power. It's more of a getting around but even once you upgrade the neon power enough you get around quicker with neon. Yeah, you get nothing, nothing beats getting around neon. Neon is essentially just because it's mobility movement of like basically you you're like the flash you move up everything you go over everything i almost found and even then like uh they've included like this new like orbital move where if you build up a karma chain depending on what karma you've aligned like you know if you're if you're going to good how many other people you've uh enemies that you've subdued or drug deals that you've busted or civilians that you saved and vice versa uh street musicians killed civilians killed I mean, like, it almost makes playing, like, I, I would have to say, like, that's a severe imbalance, and I didn't get to touch into that, because um, I've already seen, like, everything that happens on the evil end, and man, you get fucking ripped playing this game, like, there's, like, there's, I, I understand that there's always, like, these a very, very different and polarizing events, and, like, the characters definitely act completely differently. I will say that Funny enough, I think Delson definitely makes much more of an interesting bad guy uh, with his overall dynamic because this is some fucking kid that, like, basically is a childhood cliche of, like, whoa, powers! Oh, man, all these cool powers and what I can do with them! Like, just, like, the naivete and, and like, his excitement and whatnot and, and the gravity of the situation, like, it only makes it only makes him for more of a sensible villain. And, like, weirdly enough, too, like, I feel like the writing gives way more like the dialogue like there there are moments that give way more gravity to the karma like in one situation like uh that i'm playing in when i'm good you know it, it was almost like he was too chivalrous i didn't really believe him but in that same moment where i chose like the evil option like delson threatened to break reggie's nose and he did it with like such conviction and i'm just like dude this guy like you know he he seems definitely more built 
for for uh, some evil outings. But man, that evil ending. Like uh, I know Andrew's gone on on record before, like just how unsatisfying like his biggest example Bioshock is in comparison between good and evil. Like multiply the disappointment by like ten. Like there's absolute. It, like the game almost punishes you for being bad. <laughs> and like and in the way this game's balanced too, uh, it's and it's always been slightly easier. To you know, play bad because you have less conditions and less like uh, restrictions to really adhere to. It's definitely like the game rewards like evil chaos in 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 the way you build up. But it's even easier because Seattle. Like if if there's one thing I will give Second Son that I I cannot stress more, other than the fact that it's gorgeous and it's got a great soundtrack, is man, it is it is Seattle down to a T. Like that is the best open world I have played. And it's great, too, because it's really authentic. Like, I've been to Seattle uh, a couple times just doing packs and a lot in the Belltown area. So a lot of landmarks there. And let's just say, like, I went to my hotel in the game. And in the game, it's a hotel. Uh, I went to, like, a Walgreens that, like, we have made the, like, tradition of shopping at when we go to uh, PAX Prime. And in the game, it's a supermarket. Like the, the the amount of authenticity, and then like the liberal imagination that it takes with like all these fucking cemented structures from the bad guy, uh, you know it's pretty cool. And I will say that the bad guy has a lot of potential to, of being like, like she's a real bad bitch. Like she is not not a uh, she she is a great bad guy to hate. But then that really falls flat the closer you get. It's like you like the game forgets to take itself seriously in its conflict. Like, especially the character. I feel like the conflict kind of falls flat until like some serious shit happens. And then they kick it. They kick it from like second gear to sixth gear. And they like, you know, I don't know. I have my problems with it, but if I, if you were to ask me, is it a good launch game? Cause that's what this game really is. It's a launch game. It's just a really late one. It's a great launch game. It's a good game for showing off your system. It yeah. has, I mean, it's a very average action game. I'll give it that very average but it is fun to play it's got the looks that you want in a show-off game and it also shows off your little uh your little uh, playstation 4 gimmicks you got in there your little controller gimmicks oh and, the, and it does it really well too like the speaker within mm-hmm. the ps4 controller the way it, it rings when you get a phone call super reminded me of no more heroes but like mm-hmm. way the, cooler the like spray, the spray paint little side missions oh there. I, I loved that like this because like it really like if you've any of you worked with a spray can before, it's pretty. It emulates the the feeling of it pretty close because if you just hold it with one hand and use the R trigger like it's a sprayer, like it really does feel like I'm using a spray can. And mm-hmm. like you even rattle, you can even when you rattle it and just that rattling noise that comes out of your controller from shaking the can. Man, it's great. I I do enjoy that. A lot of people complained about the touchpad. I didn't have any. I don't. I don't I mind don't, the touchpad at all. It's it's I, really intuitive. I didn't have any problems. I run into a lot of physics bugs, but that's about that's about the only problems I really had with the the game. I mean, yeah. not. I had. A, I had. I didn't even do anything, but I came up to a street crossing and there was a car that was just sitting up on its end, like <laughs> someone had blown it up, but it but it wasn't completely blown up because the car is in perfect condition, and it was just sitting on its bumper, straight up. Straight up and down. Um, I got l- thrown inside of a building. Um, and what's funny is uh, I got thrown inside of a building. And then, you know, like the monorail. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, it was really fun because I got to find, I think I found coding that was like there initially and then just got like developed over. But like, I think this is like one of the biggest, uh, what the fuck moments I had with it is, uh, yeah, it is still a little buggy. Uh, they fix it like with, with one patch. So it's actually been performing a lot better, but at launch, um, I was riding uh, on a monorail, and then when I jumped off, the game, like, the monorail, like, did this weird physicsing and fucking threw me, like, inside of the train and, like, really fucked with me. So I actually got to see inside the train, and it was, like, half textured and half developed. So it makes me want to think that, like, at some point they initially meant for you to, like, ride inside of it uh, or whatnot. But what was really funny to me, and I wish I took a picture of it, is that uh, there was a poster in there that says, in case of emergency exit, just jump out. Don't worry, you'll survive. It's a video game. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that little uh, the little moment there. But, like, I, nobody will see it because, like, it's inside the train. You're not meant to see it. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I Like, I had my fun with it. I was just disappointed by infamous standards. Because, like, and I know that sounds stupid, but... You know, Infamous 2 and Festival of Blood, like, they set, like, a pretty high standard, in my opinion. I will say this. The one thing that I think Second Son does better than anything is its launch DLC. Like, that's, like, I loved it. Did you did you start Paper Trail yet? I have not started Paper Trail. It's, is it good? Re- it's really good. I love it. It's just the only, the only complaint that I have with it is you can't do it on a smartphone. You have to use a desktop or a laptop. Or a tablet, because it like I guess a lot of the interactive stuff that you do has to be done on a screen bigger than you know most smartphones. Um, but like yeah, just like like Sucker Punch is literally bought like fake domains and operates fake meta like arg websites that work within the fictional world of Second Son, and it's great because you use like. You know, I there's a lot of detective work, which you know it still uses a lot of the standard like go chase this thing down and like like kill these guys but it mixes that up with a lot of like the arg stuff that you can do and like uh when you pick up evidence and then you mess around with it and you interact it between the the game on your playstation 4 console and then the profile page and then what's cool is that like you know if you haven't already gained the max karma i mean it's all like depending on the stuff that you do during the mission builds extra karma and you can even do other stuff too i don't know i really like it if more games start doing more with that and and make it maybe even more uh interactive i can see that being a thing i just i would wish they would keep the smartphone thing because like ultimately everyone this day and age has a smartphone everyone i i can't honestly say that everyone has one a tablet but definitely a smartphone and while I know for sure nearly everyone, especially who owns a PS4, will own a computer, a personal computer of some variety, it you know I don't think it's all of them would necessarily be conveniently near the PS4. So I can only understand like what kind of annoyance that might be like getting up and going back and forth because you ha- you have to go back and forth between the two. But like I have my computer fairly near, like I can see my TV screen and what I do from my computer chair. So I don't know. Um, I, I recommend Second Son. I just, if, I mean, if you're really trying to be budget conscious, which, you know, if you own a PS4, I don't think you could really afford doing that in a sense because you're probably starving to play a fucking game on it. So, and it, looks great. And, it, and it looks great. It really does. It looks, 
it looks it's probably, amazing. It's one of the best games. I think it looks better than Killzone Shadowfall, to be completely honest with you. And Killzone looked freaking fantastic, but this game looks really, really good. It, it makes me very, very, makes me happy that I bought a PS4. I'll, I'll second that. I just wish it could have been a better infamous game. Um, I'm, I played two other games that I'll, I'll talk about, but I mean, are you, are you done? I uh, am done. I do believe. I don't think I've played anything else. So yep. I won't really talk a whole lot about it, but, um, I played ground zeros and that's, you know, definitely sparked the topic for this show. So, um, you know, like I, I will, uh, I will say that I had fun with it. I really did. I mean, there's granted there's a lot of stuff that you can do with it. And there are some design dynamics that I can't completely get behind. But it is still like very much a new and improved take on the Guns of Patriots formula. And like I I really think that as far as uh, storytelling goes for the series, it's probably it, it takes all the concentrated wackiness of the storytelling that Kojima does and he he puts like a realistic he puts a filter of realism over it and it works so like cuz even you know what i mean it it's weird because it, it the the cutscenes alone and and it's not a long game like you can speed run it in less than a half hour i mean and that's if you like really want to go for a tactic skill and whatnot i think if you play through it stealthily it's going to take you longer than a half hour and like and legitimately try to be stealthy and it's it's hard to be really stealthy in that game but there's a lot of moments like there's some forward thinking ideas that I really like like I, I love that I can interrogate grunts on the go and I can get different things like different benefits from it like interrogating a grunt uh he'll highlight like all the enemy like this doesn't always happen but some of them will highlight all the enemy positions on the map within a certain radius uh they'll let me know of secret ammo caches or ration caches um, they'll give me like the best routes with the least amount of enemies, and like you can even intimidate them too, uh, which is awesome. Like I like you can scare the fuck out of them, and you can kill or you know put them to sleep, uh, just like you were before. Uh, I I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, there there are certain elements that I don't fucking like. Like even when like for example the enemies are highlighted on your mini radar, uh, no matter what that like standard and i remember it being in guns of patriots i didn't uh bother to like pop in guns of patriots and and you know check my memory but the 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 cone of vision like that radius that field of vision that enemies have that you know to stay outside of like that shit's gone like basically what the game kind of like vaguely tells you like through uh like these cryptic signals is that you get like a bit of a, a reticle that appears like a camera reticle uh and there'll be a bright little like flashlight like visual like the same kind of sensation you get if somebody shines a like if an officer shines a flashlight in your eye depending on how close it is and the brighter it gets uh means the better or otherwise uh more conspicuous that you are to the enemy that's you know that you've caught the interest of so it it's weird in a sense that, like, it does slightly telegraph, like, you know, my ability to escape or my, like, where I'm at. But at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't tell me more than I feel like I should know uh, being conditioned by the other games. So it definitely, like, it, it makes me not want to risk even getting near enemies more, which makes a game, I think, harder in the wrong way. 
Uh, there is a cool little moment though where you you know if you do get seen, like everything just slows the fuck down, and depending on what you have equipped, the game will give you like a bullet time uh, little scenario to where if you can pull out a, a you know any any of your firearms and you know neutralize the threat uh, before the bullet time counter ends, you won't initialize an alert. It'll go back like it'll give you a freebie. Uh, and I think it's really hard when you're pretty far away and they see you and they give you this, but what's really cool is if you get caught up with somebody like this real close, it'll give you the, uh, the QCT uh, option instead and you can just fuck them up physically. Um, the, the level design and like a lot of the stuff that I got to interact with, uh, it was top notch. It was great. Basically like, it's really weird. And And I'll talk about that in the future topic, but I'm... I'm on board with Ground Zeroes. I at first I had a hard time. Like the learning curve fucking sucks. It unlike all other and I don't know if they did that because of the brevity of the game's length, but like there there are no obnoxious it's the exact opposite of obnoxious tutorials. It gives you like <laughs> three tutorials and then it's just like, Alright, Snake, good luck, man. You're on your own. Fucking do your thing. And then it'll drop little little hints here and there, like, oh, by the way, you can do this. Okay, good luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's what it does the entire time. I'm just like, like it did that near the end of the game, and like I was so pissed because I was just like, what the fuck? I've been able to do that. Why did you tell me that when I landed? Like I was, I was genuinely mad. But it's funny. It's it's like like Kojima, like Konami couldn't fucking find a gray area. Between, like, the obnoxious, like, the feedback that they took in, in their tutorials to, like, what Ground Zeroes does. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk more about my thoughts on that. Um, the other game I'll, I'll touch on uh, briefly. Uh, I'm also doing a play-play. Well, no, uh, not on this one. But I'm doing a play-play on Strider. And uh, you guys will get to see my thoughts more on that more. Uh, Strider's really good, by the way. Get Strider. It's really goddamn good. Um, I actually really liked it on my uh, Xbox One, so I picked it up on that. Uh, and the reason why is the challenges. Like, it's a very, you know, I, I don't know if it's a, uh, it's a deal-breaking, but I mean, if you got both of them, and, you know, considering the, the Xbox One still has the advantage of a, a, a more intriguing library versus a PS4, um... Yeah, uh, the challenges, the the weekly Xbox Live challenges are really fun right now on Strider. I'm trying to remember them exactly, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll have a play play ready for that, uh, hopefully this week, if I can get the guys on board so you guys can check that shit out. It's fucking awesome. Um, I'm reviewing Garden Warfare. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. Huh. It's... I mean, the Battlefield 4 engine is uh, very competent. It's weird because it takes elements of Battlefield 4 and uh, Titanfall. Uh, in like, But Titanfall is much, much later, and that's with the uh, classes, uh, depending on what you get. Uh, it's really weird, too, because like, there's still a much, like, a way bigger variety of classes in the zombie uh, end, which makes like no sense to me. But they like balance that with... Uh, you know, giving different perks and strengths to the plant uh, coalition. <laughs> but it's still like, I, 
the best way I can really explain it is this is Plants vs. Zombies as a uh, third or first person shooter. Like to it, like it's it's capture the flag. It's with Plants vs. Zombies mechanics, and it's really shallow. Like I, this should have been a digital game. I mean, it's re- it's got its charming moments. But it's it's strange to me that this was such like this is a full fledged idea that you know within twenty minutes shows its gimmick faster than like you could have made the money back that you spent on it. <laughs> like I I really I don't know how to feel. I mean it's fun like for Plants vs Zombies fans yeah, but uh, and all of that like it is an online ass only game like you can't even do bots. Like, no, like you have to play like uh, if you cannot have another player in the lobby, you'll be waiting. And so it's really like this game is ultimately a a a product with like it's it, it has an age limit. Like I could totally see this game being absolutely worthless in a year. And it's sad, you know, like the fact like I hopefully PopCap will realize that that's stupid and maybe they shouldn't overestimate the appeal or otherwise a consistency of online communities. And they'll allow that within a patch for people who may want to just enjoy it with bots. But yeah, you have to have at least one other human player. It's, it's dumb. The leveling up involves way too much play. The maps aren't very interesting. It's good looking, but I mean, you know, if you want Plants vs. Zombies, like, keep that shit to tower defense, because it, it, that's where it should stay. Um, I was not impressed with Guard Warfare. And more on that on the review. Yeah, it's, it really looked dumb. <laughs> I'm it, just saying. I had fun with it, like, the first 15 minutes, but it, it's like, after that, you find yourself asking, like, that's it? And it, it generally, that's what it boils down to. It's it's horde mode meets uh, Battlefield 4 meets Titanfall. And what I mean by Titanfall is like there, there are moments where there are drop ships and there are, you know, f- like uh, fucking there, there are like flash conditions that happen uh, on either end. I mean, the environments have uh, certain interactive perks for classes. I mean, there's there's depth there, but like I feel like you know the way people already exploit multiplayer play between classes and perks to begin with, like it's just it's a lot of missed potential. And ultimately, like it's it's just doing the same thing. Like like I don't feel like there there's necessarily even a certain amount of skill. It's almost got like a a pay to play formula because you can buy perks too. And like yeah, I just. Uh, it, ends up, it ends up just being a really shallow game. Yeah, sounds like it. The pay-to-win model I don't really like. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you can get by and play without doing the play-to-win model, but like, I feel like the game like subliminally encourages it just because the amount it demands, like the time and the, the play that it demands to kind of get somewhere that just you know the downloadable content boosters and perks could just get you within a couple bucks you expect it different from whatever the hell they're yeah you know considering that it's a shooter yes 
slightly. But then I also felt stupid because like, oh no, it's a shooter. It's like it gives them a whole new territory to experiment this with. So yeah, you got me. No, I didn't. But still, like I thought there'd be more substance to the game, and there sadly isn't. I mean, it's charming. I can I can see kids like it and like I can see kids who want to play a shooter game and like parents who would be fine with a game that like the humor is there and all the nonsense of the Plants vs uh, Zombies universe and like they add more to it and like like the dancing zombies and the way they just like do group attacks and the bosses that that all has a potential to be fun but it's all it's just so few and far between like I just I can't I can't recommend it. But I'll have my review out with it, um, you know, later this week. Until then, let's, uh, can we put a lid on all the fucking games we've been playing? Because, like, there's more, man. There's a lot more. March is a busy fucking month. Yeah, it is. I've, I'm, and you know what? Fucking James, man, you sold me on Demon Souls 2 and now I have to pick that up. Yeah, you should. Everyone should. Everyone should buy Demon <laughs> Souls 2. Uh, but you know there are other games other than Demon Souls 2 that came out. Like, you know what? <laughs> no, fuck that. Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2. Damn it. All right, Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 2. 2. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what I meant. Sorry, Dark Souls 2. Dude, that'd be that would trip me the fuck out if there was a Demon Souls 2. Uh, that would cause so much confusion. Anyway, yeah, but Dark, other than Dark Souls 2, I mean, like, what's funny enough, we never of us really got the chance to talk about it. And you know what? Like, we talked about the beta, but we haven't talked about uh, our experience with the full game. I'm gonna have to wait for Andrew on that one because I think Andrew definitely put in a lot of time. But man, we gotta we gotta talk some Titanfall soon because there's nope. that. Oh, you haven't played it. Don't care to play it. Wow, and I know I know Sarah doesn't care to play it either, right? Me and Sarah exactly. will just sit. Me and Sarah will just sit here and be quiet, and you two nerds can just talk about your Titanfall, bro. You know, fucking open your bag of Doritos, drink some Mountain Dew, and play some Titanfall. Hey, have you seen that picture of uh, Andrew with some Mountain Dew and Doritos? Man, he looks fucking good. He looks really happy. He looks so good next to that shit, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's let's go ahead and hit the feature topic. I'm sure we will touch that on the next What's in Your Console, hopefully before PAX. We'll get on that shit. Alright guys, so content, length, games, what, what do, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and open up the floor to you guys, what, what, what is a game like, when do you feel like you've gotten your fill of a game? Well, uh, it all depends I guess, on what type of game we're talking about, uh, if it's an RPG, uh, I'll have gotten my fill when I've seen the end credits. Uh, if it's a shooting game, I'll have gotten my fill when I'm either high on the leaderboards or have one credit cleared it, which can take quite a while to do. Well, yeah, I guess I guess it all depends on what you put into a game, really. I mean, you look at a game... Now, this is a fairly old example. You look at a game like uh, Parappa, right? 
that game, you can play through that game in a couple of hours. Plain and simple. But what you want to do is you want to go back and you want to play through the game again with the freestyle mode. Or you want, or you like the songs, you want to play through the songs again. So it all depends on how much you get out of it and how much you want to put into it. Um, Asura's Wrath. Right? That game is short. But I fucking love that game. And even now, then, like, it, it has more content that you can add on to it. Yeah, well, well, DLC notwithstanding, like, you're talking, like, just a game that they throw out, and that's your release game. Like, um, and it all depends on, again, like, I wouldn't, even if I, because I'm not a Metal Gear person, but the fact that I heard that you can really, you could, you can beat Metal Gear in, like, an, what, an hour and a half? Uh, roughly? You can, okay, if you're, like, really putting in, uh, like, if you're going for all the, uh, all the side missions and you're trying to go for it all in one go and you're doing it at the most difficult uh, setting, I, I would assume it would still take about two to three hours. Yeah. Okay. So two to three hours. And what's the, now you have to figure cost into it too. So how much did it cost? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. So it's a budget game with a small amount. Now, did, do you feel that it was worth the $30? Yes and no. It's really weird just because I mean, as a whole, it's it's really weird just because like this game, for all intents and purposes, was supposed to be a, a means to tangibly hype Phantom Pain, and I feel like it's reverse hyped it. It's got it's turned people off just because of the concept behind it. Like, you know, we've talked about this plenty of times before, especially with Gone Home, but like it it really makes a difference. Like the the few dollars that are involved, and I don't know why. It's 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 something that it's a science that we have yet to nail, which, you know, it, it, it happened with me hardcore with Dishonored. Dishonored, it, it's not a terribly long game. It's like, what, 10, maybe 12 hours to beat. Um, and I'm not someone very few games. I don't play through very, very many games multiple times. There's a couple that I have a Dark Souls. I played through multiple times. XCOM, I played through multiple times, but like Dishonored. I did not feel like it was worth $60. I mean, it was a good game, but I didn't think it was long enough. I wanted it to be longer. I felt like it should have been like about a 20 hour game, kind of like, kind of like the first Bioshock. Cause I guess that's what my expectations were going into it is I was expecting this to be a little bit longer of a game. And, I, and it just, it disappointed me in that respect because of the price tag. If it was a $40 game, I probably wouldn't have felt as bad about it. And, uh, as it's, it hits me. There's, there's some games that are like that like that in some games aren't has to deal with price has to do with uh again like sarah said what type of game you're going in on mm-hmm. um if, it, if it's an rpg if it doesn't break the 20 hour point minimum i'm not i'm not happy with it and, and so, funny enough too is like well at the same time though i mean you look at a game like east my best time in east is four hours and i was satisfied with it well i don't consider east action rpgs and rpgs are two separate things to me like and, when I think RPG, I think of like turn-based or some sort of like multiple, like different, like you, you, you're in an overworld, then you go into a battle, which has a battle system. That's what I think of an R- RPG when you're just, and then there's action RPGs, which are different, which I don't know that kind of puts Final Fantasy 12 in a strange place then at that point. But that's, they, 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 they're in two separate places in my head. Well, even then, like, for example, I mean, we talked about it earlier at length, like Infamous Second Son. Uh, Infamous Second Son is incredibly short, and not only that, it's the 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 world structure of Seattle is also the 
uh, smallest open world they've done, you know, comparatively as far as Numerius and Empire City goes. So, I mean, it's easily like you could, especially with like the neon power evolved, like you can get across it within minutes. The story missions withstanding, I mean, if you went through that and blew through the story missions without doing the side quest, you can finish Infamous Second Son within hours. Hours. And it's a, mm. that's a $60 game. I mean, it's just... What you get out of it, I feel like, when you're measuring content with length, really has to do with the content itself. Like, a prime example of this that kind of really started this whole debate... Uh, a while back was Limbo. And we all talked about it. Like Limbo was a $15 game at launch, which at at the time was like this kind of like shitty thing that everybody was, uh, you know, they didn't know how to feel about it. It was because, it was basically like double the cost of any other arcade game at the time. No, yeah, no, no. It was, it was $5 more because any other arcade game was like 10 bucks. Yeah, it was like the highest costing game. Okay, well, 50% more than. Yeah, it was in, you know, and for its cost, it could be beaten, it, you know, straight. It could be it could be played within one sitting if you really felt the need to uh, within three, four hours. I mean, it's it's a straight shot. If you if you went through and just put yourself through that fucking like the the mental anguish that that game can be if you don't take a break from it, uh, it can do that. And a lot of people like that just alone, like the word of mouth alone of, of somebody hearing like, Oh, it's a couple of hours. Like uh, another one braid braids like ridiculously short. But if you were to ask me like, what are some two of the, like if, if you were to give me a list that I needed to make you of some must play games, like for the last generation, like those two will guaranteed be on it. It, it was, it was not the length of the uh, content that satisfied me, but it was the sheer magnitude of it. Like what you do and, and what's done in a game and what you give players to do can always supersede like what kind of merit should be handed out for it. But see, you know, this question of merit, which kind of like pisses me off in a sense, because, and you know, and I understand it because video games within themselves, like we want to like be all, you know, altruist and just be like, Oh, it's a it's a fucking experience. It's a lifestyle. Like it's a thing that it's a part of me and it's a part of the culture that I participate in. It's a business. It's a product. So we have to we call these fucking things in the question because we have to ascertain a value. We we assign a value to these games. And I'm talking about like like you the three of us can say we all had fun playing a game. Can we agree about that? Like, oh, this game was fun. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee that the three of us will have a hard time to find some equal footing or equal ground when we talk about what value it has in real world money. Like, guaranteed. And, and it's not just about, I mean, the things we're talking about are all, all, all valid points and arguments for it. But it also has to do about the type, your lifestyle also. I mean, we're, I don't know if, if we're all the same type of person, but we, we have probably have a tendency to marathon games. Basically, you're putting more than four hours into a game or two games in a night. A lot of people can only maybe put one, one and a half hours. When you're talking when you have, when you have kids, when you've got um, um, a heavy work life and family, you can maybe only have maybe one to one and a half hours to put into a game. And if you have something like that, 
I mean, Infamous, which is only 12 hours, is now almost a two-week affair. So, I mean, that you're talking like two weeks to beat that game as opposed to I could probably beat it in a couple of days. That sort of thing. So, I mean, it, it all depends on... I beat Infamous within factors. a day. Yeah, I, gave, I, mean, I took one off day, and like it, it took two sittings, the one break being lunch. And, and the weirdest part is that I 100%ed it in the first run. Like, I got all the shards. I got all the side missions. I mean, and it's weird, too, because I've never been able to do that in prior Infamous games. They all required a, a rinse and repeat, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, attribute, give that to the fun design and, and like, the, the appeal of the world. Because, like I said, I can't sing enough praises about the world. I mean, there are certain hooks, but I feel like that works against it. Like... It, it works against it because here are these fun new hooks in essentially a game that is hinged on the same formula that's been founded uh, five years ago. So, I mean, especially for people who are already familiar with it, like I almost like unless you're huge fans or anything like it's really it's really hard to recommend, especially at 60 bucks. Like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those games that funny enough. I have a harder time justifying buying than Ground Zeroes. If like, and, and the weird thing is about Ground Zeroes, and, and it's a physical fucking game. Like that's the thing that boggles my mind. I can't, I can't understand what kind of return and value that like Konami is probably seeing just from all the physical games. Like I'm pretty sure the price point's agreeable, especially for you know parents who are ignorant towards the subject and being like, oh. That Metal Gear game I hear is good and it's $30. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, but, you know, this would, for $10 cheaper and, and being a digital game, I would no question recommend uh, Ground Zeroes. It's, it's just that it's that $10 difference and it's that shelf space, which was weird because, you know, I, it, what do you even trade anymore? Shelf space between hard drive space. At this point, like, I've used all the space on my hard drive. So shelf space is uh, definitely way more expendable. Um, but it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's fucking weird to me. I, I, I just, you know, the, the fact that we have to, we have to put games on a pedestal when it comes to their worth in real world money. And not only that, we, I mean, look at all the gated content that we critique that's gated, you know, with real world money, like garden warfare. I mean, maybe that shit would be funner and I'd have a better time with it if I didn't feel like I had to pour more money into something that barely justifies its initial cost. And it's a $40 game. It's a $40 game that I think would be better suited as a $20 game. I mean, how do we come to those conclusions? That That's really, that's the aim of this topic. It's, it's a multitude of factors brought into one thing. And it's a person's taste combined with their lifestyle, combined with what they like and don't like. I mean, so it's not something that you can give a definitive definition to. Mm. Like for me, for example, I've got so much on the go that uh, the best type of game for me to play is a shmup because I can sit down, get through it in 20 minutes, and I can go back and get better at it in my downtime. But I may not have the time to play a full-fledged RPG like Persona 4 anymore kind of thing. Like I can get more out of a shooting game than I can out of an RPG, which is kind of a strange thing to uh, to sort of consider, but... But it's the truth. James is right. Depending how you live and what you do, uh, could easily determine the uh, the true value of whatever you're playing. And and see, like I feel like subconsciously, like the three of us especially, and I don't know if we've noticed. Like I've been trying to notice that we do it. Like, and I don't think we even realize it. The number one merit 
I and I don't know if we I think we've been conditioned to do this just because of the evolution of games because like older games some of them are long as fuck like PlayStation games especially ones that span on multiple discs like some of those like like can yield 40 hours plus like Kingdom Hearts games I mean if you really go all out like that's a weak affair in 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 like real people time oh yeah definitely yeah I, I feel like the merit that we subconsciously jump to before anything else is length. Like, how long is it? Like, have you guys noticed that? Like, is that something that you think is a, a trend that, like, it, well, it's not even a trend, but it's it like, I, I feel like it's an issue that we need to overcome. Uh, I mean, I don't, I think that has to be included in what you're, what you're thinking about the game. I'm not going to... I mean, it, it's it's a thought process because because if it's if it's not something that that I am a diehard fan of, length matters. If it's something that I am a diehard fan of, length doesn't matter. If Mighty Number no. Nine came out and it's an hour long, I will gladly still pay thirty to forty dollars for that game because I've been wanting a new Mega Man game for freaking yeah yeah. I've been wanting a new Mega Man game for a very long time, but you couldn't. I wouldn't pay. 20 bucks for ground zeros because i don't give one damn bit about the metal gear series so i mean it all depends it's it's multiple factors like i said uh it's it's length length matters it just depends on the situation but see like okay so my point is though i mean you have to take that length and you have to appeal it to all kinds of demographics like i guess what i'm asking is can we find the science that counterbalances a universal standard of length to the universal like compromise of value like it's a, it's fucking hard it, and it, again it has to do with the genre i mean i've always thought about if i can get one to two hours like like i say two hours for every ten dollars a game costs so you're looking at a 60 dollar game at least 12 hours of play I at least feel that the time there's enough time in that. I mean, you're that's. I mean, you're getting more out of it than a movie at that point. I mean, you look at going to a movie with me and my wife going to a movie. That's like a thirty dollar night, and for a one and a half to two hour movie, and that's with popcorn and everything. But a game that I can play for a few days, and she can play for a few days, I'm only paying sixty dollars for is worth it to me. And yet, I think man, that's, that's going to be a. That's going to be a tough order to fill. It's going to be hard to get 800 hours out of Sapphire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think, Jesus Christ, I think, uh, (laughs) I I think ultimately like James kind of hit it on the head because, you know, like you, you tack on like a universal like scale to it. Like you just did a couple bucks an hour, but I mean, technically dishonored fulfilled those conditions and yet you're still left unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, Really, it's a question like where we we really got to stop looking at length and really we got to look at content. And I know that's going to shake up a lot in terms of marketing and, and development on all ends for the industry uh, aspect of things because, you know, they have to adapt. But I mean, more more important than ever, you got to fucking vote with your dollar. And to me personally, I think Ground Zeroes is just a few, uh, just barely an embellish of to the to the abuse of such an idea but i'm i'm still for it i think ground zero is accomplished it it's it's suited to accomplish what it sets out to do now 
do I think it's doing that exactly at the moment? No, that fucking well, game is under fire. Here's another thing. If, if Infamous had come out two years from now, the exact same game, two years from now, would it be worth $60 at the Lincoln set? Fuck no. Exactly. So you're at a PS4, launch window PS4 game, right? There's nothing else on the console. So right now, this, is, this game is, is worth it for your PS4 to show off your PS4. But right but if 2 years from now when there's a lot larger library I would imagine of games it's not worth it. So it all depends on the situation. Valid point. I you know environment conditions withstanding but I mean even like it's just weird like the fact that value will also be played at demand. Like the PlayStation 4 camera for example. Like that thing's like a fucking myth. At this point, <laughs> like you, uh, you would probably have better luck finding Narnia, and like Sony's really trying to meet the demand, and yet they're being dicks about it because now they know it's there, so they're gonna they're gonna fucking you know get get some profit out of it while they can, and they upped the son of a bitch ten dollars. Like why? No justifiable reason. Xbox Live was fifty, and it went to sixty. Why? Because Microsoft knew that, you know, consumers advocated the service that much. There was really no worthwhile upgrade to it other than the fact that, like, you know, we could raise the premium because it's there. So, I mean, if we really, like, fucking cave into, like, the terrorist, like, uh, the, the terrorist markups that we've already seen our, our past time subject to, like, yeah, but, you know, you gotta vote with your dollar. If you don't think Ground Zero is fine, I mean, I, I can argue the merit, but never merit a game with length, merit with content. Like, don't talk shit on Ground Zeroes because it's two hours long. Talk shit on Ground Zeroes because I'm like, this is all I do, and it's only two hours? You know, and even then, like, fuck, I'm doing this for four hours and it's the same thing? I just feel like, really, we gotta turn the tides and always, like, put content on the pedestal above length. And even if content's dependent wholeheartedly on length, like, fuck, man, like, make sure that it, whatever you're doing, whatever you're sinking your time into, whatever is wasting, like, the ethereal existence that, are, that our shitty little lives are, like, that it's it's worth based on what we're getting out of it, not what we're spending on it. Like, at least video games. Like, I want video games to be purer than that. And it sucks because, like, like you know, they can't be. Or, like, studios get shut down and people's lives get ruined. Hmm. But studios are getting shut down even if they're successful, though. So, I mean, that's another thing altogether. Yeah, but like, you know, I will say this that I, I had like there's that jury mindset and man, like GDC, it was just a happy time because like, I mean, I saw I saw devs get hired on the spot. I saw like the uh, the ID at Xbox One program for the 25 games and like one of my buddies, Mattia who's, you know, famous for one-on-one story and whatnot. Like, he's one of my favorite indie dudes. And the fact that they got picked up on the ID program for Fru, and, like, the fact that, like, Cliff Blazinski was, like, praising Fru and getting to check that out, and he got to do that just because of, like, some networking and exposition. I mean, video games are fast-moving again. They're, you know, they're that, that stagnant, like, eight-year-long console of nothing new is slowly, like, there's a resurgence of new ideas. Like, the fact that we can see fucking games like Luffrousers on PS4, like, that it's in development to come out on PS4, and we're seeing games like Rogue Legacy 
on PS4, like shit like that. Like it's a good time. So like, and, and, and you know, it's all going to be cost affordable and cost minded too. So it's always, I don't know, guys, content. That's my vote, man. Content versus length. Or content over length. Content greater than length. Me personally. I agree. Sure. That's why I'm really liking Steam these days. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, how Steam handles the Steam box thing when it finally happens. Yeah, well, more I've demos. Already got a, I've already got a Steam box, as it turns out. So. Well, more demos on next-gen consoles. Uh, there's not enough demos on PS4. I want some more demos. Just saying. It, uh, if I if I wouldn't if I wouldn't have played that Super Muzzleload demo, I wouldn't have bought that game. You know what I bought for the PS4 for thirty dollars on disc that I still have yet to Instagram because it's fucking ridiculous. Do you guys remember Super Putty for Super NES? Oh, you didn't get Putty Squad, did you? I bought Putty Squad. Oh, you God. bought that fucking thing that I saw at that <laughs> Putty Squad game? I didn't know what the fuck it was. It's a sequel. Was, in the recesses of my mind, in the recesses of my mind, I'm like, oh, please don't let it be Putty Squad. And it, it looks turns out terrible. It, it does, but it's kind of fun. Who that launched right, that That launched right alongside Titanfall. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Unfair oh, advantage. Should have like, like pre-ordered that, showed up at the midnight launch. I'm here for Putty Squad. <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. It was thirty bucks too. Uh, hilarious, man. With that, and a- episode zero, ends. Paid for a full game, man. Yeah, episode end. Apparently, I. What? Well, and James doesn't like the way I spend my money anyway. Because, like, so hold I, on a second. The the big question is, uh, wait, have you played it or not? Yeah, I've played it. I'm gonna do okay, a full play so, on it. So, uh, <laughs> let us let us know. Uh, equal then, less than, or greater than uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Uh, well, so far it's a lot longer than Ground Zeroes. <laughs> greater than, yes, it wins. I see. Yeah, see, no, I can't. I'm, I can say that I've had a little bit more fun with Ground Zeroes. I mean, it's a fun game. I, I, it's stupidly more fun. It's. It's like everything, like, does it, nobody remember Super Putty, huh? Nope. I remember Plock. Is it like Plock? I, I remember, like, Clay Fighter, but that's It was published else. by the same people who did Plock. I love Plock. Yeah, it's it's done by the same people, but it's not the same game. Plock's fucking awesome. Plock is great. Now, if we if we got a Plock sequel, I'm pretty sure James Plock. would be all <laughs> <laughs> I would lose my fucking mind. Throwing your arms and legs around like... 3D and shit, getting caught on coat hangers. Oh man, and make it happen, make it happen, uh, you guys. Like, you need, a, you need a Kickstarter right yeah, now. You need a Kickstarter, or you guys need to buy Putty Squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, fuck, man, I can't believe I, I. Well, yeah, I could expect that actually. I couldn't help it, dude. I, to be honest, like the context of owning and playing Super Putty, like totally helped that decision. Just because it was just like, how the fuck is this a thing? How the fuck do I have a sequel to a Super Nintendo game on the PlayStation 4? <laughs> it was weird. But I've enjoyed it. I'll play play. A play play will uh, uh, we'll show that off later because that's definitely on the list. But yeah, you've you just listened to Press Pause Radio episode 84. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are, you know, probably silently judging me and how I spend my money uh, as well. 
Uh, I think the last time he came in this argument, uh, James is giving me shit because I bought the Super Mario Brothers movie soundtrack on vinyl. Oh. And I'm showing him that, <laughs> which is still great. Uh, I'm so oh, glad I own that. The Riff Track guys copied us. They did their own uh, dub of uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie. Oh, really? What the fuck? Oh, the Riff Tracks guys did. What the fuck? Well, man, we, we're beefing now. Fuck. I had no idea. I thought we were one of the few. Well, we'll have to listen to ours first. And you can do that <laughs> on our website at PressPodRadio.com, where you can also uh, fan us on Facebook. And uh, you can also like uh, or follow uh, us on Twitter. Or You know, I'm doing this all wrong. You can fan us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can like us on Stitcher. There you go. Um, and we keep talking about the forums. I went in there and I actually responded to a few. I responded to one of yours, James. James has been popping in and out of the forums. I want I want the forums to be a thing. But, oh, you know, in due time. Um, so we've got forums. And you can also find us on iTunes. As well as uh, just please... Please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're we're getting we're over like thirty five reviews now. I want I want to hit fifty real soon. I want to I want to hit that fucking five zero. And I, I just for once I want to be ranked up a little bit higher than the Adam Carolla show. Like, <laughs> fuck that show for reals. So uh, if you can help us just reach that one petty selfish goal that we share, that would be lovely. Also, Sarah, tell them tell them what they've got. In Wait, store. Hold on a second here. What, what was that show? The Adam Carolla show. That's so weird. I've got this newspaper clipping on my uh, on my my corkboard here, and no shit, it's got Carolla's comedy right on it. But we're mentioned in this very same article. Oh, that's weird. fucked up. <laughs> this is weird. Anyways, uh, what was your question? <laughs> Bullet Heaven, man. Talk to me about Bullet Heaven. Well. As it turns out, we are ramping up to episode 100, which is going to be fairly epic. But in the meantime, uh, our brand new media contacts at New Media have been sending us some pretty sweet Doge and stuff. So uh, we've been reviewing that. I've got a couple new episodes in the pipelines. Uh, but yes, Bullet Heaven still going strong. I'm also going to be doing a few uh, of the mini episodes thanks to that uh, PSP Go business that we were talking about earlier. Um, so look forward to some of those. Uh, and if you've got $7, uh, make sure to head over to smpmusicproductions.bandcamp.com to check out my latest music stylings in, uh, Meteoric, which is a, um, what an 11 track, uh, album that sort of, uh, sounds pretty boss. So, uh, I'll, Proceeds obviously go directly back into production and help me offset the cost of making shit. Yeah, so. and, and James... And it's I, awesome. It is good. I definitely, like... Sarah's music is always really good, man, but it it definitely gets better and better. So if you've even bought like any of Sarah's past stuff, you can't pass up on it. Uh, what I also would like to hear about is Critical Fail. And, dude, what's, what's up with Bert, man? What's the- up with Bert? He, he's a soulless human being. That's what's up with Bert. <laughs> this guy, I've heard about him. Tell dude, me more. You gotta listen to Critical Fail, dude. He's a piece of shit. Like I can't. I, I'm totally like. I'm not in the Bert camp, man. I, you know, he's, when I meet the guy, 
I'll, I'll tell him. I'm pretty sure he's a big dude, but I'll fucking tell him. I'll just strut my beard and say Everyone no to Everyone loves to hate Bert. Remember, he was on our uh, Last of Us podcast. Our, uh, oh, that fucking guy. That yeah. fucking guy. It is yeah. the same guy. Because I'm like, I've heard this goddamn voice before. Like, oh, man. Yeah, man. It's a critical fail. Search for us. Like us. We have a Facebook page. Please, please, please. We're on episode 19 right now. We're almost 20 episodes in. We're having some computer problems at the moment. But, uh... Yeah, we're 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 going strong, man. We've got like a full six episodes ready to go. Just waiting, just waiting. So yeah, come on, please please listen to us. It's fun. You can hate on Bert. It's great. I it's not easy. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not easy. It's not hard to hate on him either. No, it is. It is not. He's a very terrible person. Him and Matt together are very horrible people. <laughs> And, you know, finally, you know, be sure to also, you know, hit us up in the Steam group. Uh, I, you know, I've enjoyed playing uh, some of the random uh, Steam games that I've come across with you guys. Uh, so, you know, if you're in the group and you see us, don't be shy. Hit us up, man. We'll be down to play something with you. And finally, subscribe to our YouTube because there's going to be a lot more videos hitting than just trailers. Uh, you guys will be fucking stoked. But anyway... Steam group. That's true. You I've t- imparted all of my knowledge upon this guy. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel good. We're going to get some shit done. Um, and finally, dude, the Twitch. I'm going to be Twitching. I got all the Twitch equipment. I'm going to be Twitching all the shit. In fact, for those who cat the uh, Ground Zeroes uh, stream, you know, glad you guys enjoyed seeing me die a lot for the first 10 minutes and then quickly not die anymore, which is great. Um, so anyway, yeah, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Steam, all of it. Just uh, yum, 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 Just get it. Get it all. Uh, other than that, this is episode 84, Press Pause Radio. This is Georgie Boyd's Axe. I miss James. Aw, I miss George too, kind of, sort of. Good. And this is the original Sarah awkwardly signing off after these two. I always miss you, sir. I know. We're like neighbors that aren't really neighbors. (laughs) If neighbors lived on opposite ends of the continent, sure.